from downtown, this is Tim Kitzer from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week on Nintendo Main. In front of these machines stood some of the coolest uncool people I had ever seen. They were the freaks, the geeks, the misfits, the outcasts, the real rebels. Part of something the outside world could not understand or even knew existed. These guys were all playing trance-like, totally absorbed, as if they experienced something from another dimension. Maybe I could be one of them. This week, everything broke. Did my new game steal my heart? Welcome to Nintendo Main Podcast, episode 205, your place for Nintendo news from Nintendo fans like yourself, us, and we are your hosts. I'm Trey Underpants Dance Johnson. I'm Jeremy, Mystery of the G-Bros, Mikowski. I'm John Robbed Knitter. Robbed. I call you Rob. John Rob. So, we're here. We're going to talk about... Let's start off the show like we do every show and talk about what we've been playing, what we got. So I uh, I did it. I beat. Uh, I got to the first credits of Dragon Quest Eleven. You beat it. Hey, I did. Right. It. I beat it. Today. Did you stream it? No, I didn't because the internet died last night. And also, oh, okay. our internet went out for like five hours, like right around the time I would have done it, from like one to six in the morning. Also, like I put out a Twitter poll and I cannot access it. Were you able to like vote on that? Yeah, I voted on it. I it, it it didn't show me. I couldn't find results. Like, I could not figure out how to look at them. It would not show me the actual poll. So it's kind of like the Iowa caucus all over again. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, um, that's... Danny Pete. <laughs> oh, well, he didn't win. They want us to think he did. That's a whole other thing. Don't, we're not going to get started on that. But, uh, yeah, no, it yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't, show me, wouldn't show me the poll, so I didn't know what was happening. But uh, we, Jess and I, we like stayed up drinking and we watched uh, we watched a movie last night. So, so I would have started later, and I didn't even get to I did, I got to the final like level, but I didn't get to the boss. And I had been working so much that I fell asleep playing it twice. So it's probably better that I didn't stream it. I that game up, will like kind of like yeah, relax you. You'll fall asleep. Well, I fell asleep in the middle of a battle. It's just I was just too tired, you know. <laughs> but thankfully, <laughs> it's a turn based battle, so like I've been. There. I won't do any like if you don't do anything, they won't attack you. So. But yeah, I fell asleep like twice. Like I played it for a while and then I fell asleep and then I tried playing it again and then I fell asleep again. And then I just like, I was like, okay, whatever. And I just, and then I just put my switch to sleep. But earlier today, before, before I left, um, I, I played it and I went and I went to the boss and I beat the boss. And yeah, and I'm at the end. I don't want to say, I don't want to really want to say anything about the ending because, you know, Jess hasn't gotten there yet, but. But yeah, that's cool. No, we'll save it for our spoiler cast. Yeah, I wanted. I really do want to do an episode of it, but I want us all three of us to to be through it so we can talk about it. But but yeah, no, it's. I mean, I still like it a lot. It's great. You know, I, I beat it. I get to see the credits. Uh, 
So you feel like it it earned its game of the year from you? Oh, of course, yeah. No, I'd, I I would never. I, I would still, never sway. I, I would not sway on that opinion. No Even way. after Luigi. No way. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah. No, I mean, I, I can't think of another game that I liked more. I mean, it's probably like. I wish I would have played more of it when we were doing our game of the decade episode. I would have put it in there even. I think it's I great. About it. I think it's great. I think it's a great game. I mean for me, like that's like I don't know I don't there's I don't know what's left for the Nintendo Switch for me. It's already the pinnacle of everything because that game is awesome and wonderful and everything that I like. So it's like there's nothing left, man. I don't even I don't, even, I don't even care. Oh yeah, there's that. I was like, I don't even care about directs anymore. They gave Animal me everything and- they gave me everything I wanted. I guess Metroid would be cool. That is my other series that I really like. <laughs> and, and a new Mario Kart. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I mean, Metroid, I'm so far away from Metroid that I almost forget that I like it so much because there's, because it happens you don't, you don't so few. You disappointed. You're, yeah. you're keeping your. I mean, that's kind of, that's kind of how Dragon Quest is too. If you haven't, like, you know, if you played all the games, you know, you kind of wait for them to come out and they don't come out like, like Dragon Quest 12 is not going to come out for a long time. Yeah, it's in development. Be... It's been in development for a while. Well, so was eleven, though. Yeah, and ten was, and ten never came here. So you know, <laughs> so it's like, you know, so I'm just saying we're not going to see a finished product of twelve for a long time. So it's cool that eleven's super long. But yeah, no, I beat it, uh, and, and at the end of the credits, you know, it says like to be continued, and and then I started it again, but I didn't really do anything after that. I just wanted to see like where they would put me there. Yeah. And, and that's, and that's that, you know, so, but I, but I'm excited to play more of it. You know, I want to, I want to play it all the way to the end. So that's my, that's, I want to do the second ending and all that, but yeah, no, it's still great. It's still a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I like it. It's great. That's all I could say. I don't want, I don't want to say, I don't want to say anything about it because I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but I agree that it's great, but I would definitely like to talk about it in detail in the, in a future Patreon spoiler episode. So that's what I'll say about that. But I did actually last week, right after we finished recording, I did go through and I finished all of the side quests, all of the non two D side quests, the regular ones. So I went, so I went and did all of them before I went to the went to the end. So I thought that was pretty cool. That was fun. Nice. And the like, I think the very last side quest that you get gives you a really cool item that that helped that helped for that last part. So that was worth getting. I thought so. That was cool. And I actually went and I tried to do all of the 2D ones. And I have, I don't have all of them unlocked because I think you find more of the guys as you go through the second part, the after credit stuff or post game. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I did get to a part that was like incredibly hard. Like I got to like the last, it's like the last mission of Dragon Quest three. And you go through the same map that you did in the second part. But there's a boss at the end that's like really, actually, I thought the boss in that was way harder than the boss at the end of the game. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, it was yeah. originally additional content. Yeah, because because the boss in that like totally destroyed me. Like I couldn't I couldn't unbridle unbrid- blade my way out of that out of that fight. Like he like <laughs> kicked my ass big time. So I was like, after that fight, I was like, okay, like I'm gonna put I'm gonna put these taco ones off because they're obviously way more difficult than where the game is at right now. And I'll try, I don't know, I'll do this later. So I did kind of put those on hold, and then I went and did the rest of the regular regular extra missions and they were fun. I liked, I liked playing all of them and it, and I didn't feel like before, you know, kind of there's like a break in the middle of the game where everything changes and you kind of, and you, and you don't get to be able, and you don't get to do your side quest for a while when that happens. And that kind of broke my heart because I wanted to finish all of them. So I'm like, I'm not doing that again. So I'm like, I'm going to go and do all of them before I go to what I know is the final dungeon. So I did that. 
and that was cool. I don't know. Do they come back? Or are they? Gone they do come like back. The first half. Or are they gone forever? No, they they're not gone forever. You can. They're not. There's no. Miss you just role. have to go back to those locations again. Yeah, they they as you yeah as you play through the second half, they come back. It's kind of like Majora's Mask, you know, like where you go to a level that's fucked up and you like save it, and then it be and then it becomes more interactive after that. That's kind of how it yeah. is. Like you go and you do whatever story is associated with that town, and once you've done that, all of those side quests come back from that town. Is what it seems mm-hmm. like when I was playing it. But yeah, no, it's still incredible. It's still my game of the year. And I, I'm fine with putting another like 50 hours in it or whatever it takes. I was, my count, I was at 80 hours when I beat it. Yeah. Is what it you said. Did. See, I so, didn't do as much side work. So side questing. I yeah. think I'm at, I might be at 80 something, but I've put a few hours into the post game. Okay. But the only side stuff I really did was I tried to find all the mini metals, but that's something you kind of just do as you go anyway. Yeah, well, yeah, you just got to be like you know incredibly detailed and stuff like that. And I don't know how Which many. I'm sure I didn't. I don't know how many I actually got. I mean, most most of the time I get, I try to get enough medals to like whatever the big, what you know, whatever I think is the most important thing that you earn from that. You know, is what I've done in previous Dragon Quest games. But yeah, I but, don't feel like I did as much forging as I could have done. There's just a lot of the systems in the game I don't feel like I really exploited. Oh yeah, I made I made practically everything that was given to me, and I thought about I was like, well, if I was really crazy and had nothing else to do, I could try to go through and do perfect versions of everything. Uh-huh. But I'm not going to do that. That's way too. That's ridiculous. That's for somebody who only has this game to play and nothing else, you know. But no, it's yeah, I, I still had a, had a great time with it. And, it's awesome. Yeah, I love that game. Oh, love, yeah. love that series. I watched the rest of that video, too. I don't know if I mentioned it on here. There's a video you can find. I can put a link on it in the description of this. But there's a video. It was like a 30th anniversary. No. Was it 30th? It was in 2016. So that would be... I'm pretty sure that's 30. That would be 30, yeah. Yeah, so 2016 30th anniversary Dragon Quest video. And I watched the rest of that, which was pretty cool, where they talked to like the creator... And uh, it's funny because they try to get a curatoriama on it, but I had no idea. But he he's a uh, he's incredibly like shy, like he doesn't like being on camera, so he did not he did not show. He he was not in the video, but he sent a nice video. He sent a nice letter to them with a picture no of sure, yeah. yeah. So Akira curatoriama is the guy who designs the monsters and all of the art for the Dragon Quest games. In case anybody doesn't know that, and apparently he's camera shy, so he wouldn't he wouldn't come out and be and be on the special. But he sent him a nice little letter. And he did say, like, if he knew – there was a quote from him on there, which I thought was funny. He said he said that if he knew that the game was going to be as successful as it was, he wouldn't have taken the job in the first place. Oh, <laughs> well, because he doesn't – he said that he yeah, doesn't I like – goes back on what you were saying. Yeah, well, he, he said that he doesn't like working on the same thing for for so long is what he was saying. He likes to have more variety in his work, which I understand, you know. That, that's 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 all, that's all he's saying is that like he he had no idea that he his like pretty much his entire life was going to be dedicated to Dragon Quest because he had no idea it was going to be as popular as it was you know yeah but yeah he so, actually was in the news incidentally like a week or two ago because he drew the cover for Vogue magazine he did like he Kira, did yeah Kira Toriyama did oh shit I need mm-hmm. to find that I gotta I gotta get that somewhere that'd be great was, so everybody so it has like the the Dragon Ball art type stuff on the front. Not like that. It actually looks a lot like his. Um, it reminded me of his illustration for the the Vampire Hunter D novels that he did. Oh, I didn't know he did that. Like sort of like watercolor kind of style. Mm. 
Well, I mean, you've seen, I'm sure, I mean, you don't play Dragon Quest, but I'm sure you've seen the way the monsters look yeah, in Dragon yeah. Quest, which which is always, like, my huge thing. I think the monsters are, like, the coolest, or what, or one of the biggest parts that I really like about the game is I think they're drawn incredibly well, and I like the animations, and I like how they all, how they all kind of die differently, depending on how you kill them, or, like, how hard your hit is. They all kind of fall a different way. I always thought that was really cool. And they, and they have really creative names, and they're super punny and all that, and... Localization is always great on those games, but yeah, no. That's... I think I, actually, I think I'm getting my animators con- or my, my illustrators confused. Uh, I Akira... think that was a mono. Yeah, talking about mono. Akira Toriyama is the guy who did the art for Drag for Dragon Ball yeah. Z. And yeah, Dra- yeah, Dragon yeah. yeah. I, I got confused. Yeah, Yoshitaka Mono is the guy the boat cover. Never yes. Mind. So all the char- so uh, so roughly all of the characters, like human characters that he make, kind of look like Goku. You know, like that type of thing. But mm. yeah, it's funny because originally his art turned me off. Just because when I was a kid, I didn't like the people that liked Dragon Ball Z that I went to school yeah. with. But I didn't like most of the people that I went to school with, so that wasn't really that rare of a thing. It's the same thing with, like, South Park. I didn't like South Park at first because I didn't like the people that quoted South Park that I went to school mm-hmm. with, you know. <laughs> but I came around to it later. Well, same you liked with, Chrono Trigger. Same with that. Well, I mean, Chrono Trigger, it kind of, like, turned me off a little bit because I saw the art because the Akira Toriyama's art was on it. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. no. But then I played it, and it's not... That you know the art is different, like the the sprite art and all that, blah blah. But yeah, no, I made it made it through Dragon Quest Eleven. I love it. Uh, Dragon Quest Eight. I went I went back. I'm at you know I, I think I said before I'm at the part where you know I'm at the end of the game. So I went back and I did some more some more metal slime hunting. That's a that's a fun little mini game to do on there. So I went back and gained some more levels, and then I kind of stopped because I was playing it at work and I was like I can't really. I don't, I don't want to go directly into, into like the last level while I'm at work, you know? So, so I took that cause I thought that was too, you know, I, then I'd be like too much into it to play it. So I kind of put that aside, but I started playing, uh, I started playing Tetris, the original Tetris again, because we've, we've been doing, we did a Patreon episode for a dollar. You can listen to that. That was our monthly episode for January. And I've been in this Tetris mode, so I wanted to play the original Tetris again. And I have it. I, I was playing the original cartridge on the Game Boy that Jeremy gave Jess and I for, for our wedding. But um, I, I was playing that. I was playing my original Tetris copy on that, which is cool because it actually adds, like, color to it, you know? So the blocks are, like, yellow and orange. Or it was it yellow and red. But So it looks pretty cool on that. But I, was, I brought the 3DS in, and I've been playing the virtual console Tetris that I have on there. Which isn't available anymore, unfortunately, but I got it before it was removed from the eShop, so I can nice. still play it on there. And it looks great. I mean, it's bla- it's in black and white, and unfortunately you don't get the colors, but it's, but the screen's big. You know, you can do, like, save states, which I haven't been doing, but you can, you know. The the cool thing, the, the reason I like it is it'll actually, it will save your high scores, you know, because it has, because it never really turns the game off, you know, when you start it up again. It has all the high scores that you put in there before, whereas the Game Boy one, when you restart it, you lose all your high scores. So that's a neat thing for the um, for the 3ds one. But I was like, uh, I've been on I've been on rocket mode. I'm like, you know, I'm gonna get to where the rocket takes off again. So I just did. So I tried starting it on nine. You know, that was way too fast for me. So I'm like, I'm just gonna start at the beginning. So I started like level zero, level level zero five, and I've just been going level by level by level, and clearing each one until I got to nine. And Are you now, going to the straight to five on each one? Yeah, I'm starting at five on each level. Okay. So I'm starting at five on each level and clearing the 25 lines till the end of that, and then I'll move up a level to kind of get myself used to the to thinking in that mode again because you have to, you know, you have to know how to play it in that in the two you know in the two mode to be able to do it right. But I got I, I made it on level eight five. I beat that, 
and then I got to nine five, and that was towards the end of the day. So I haven't played that that much, but it's it's fun. It's it also, I think it's really cool to play the original Tetris because, you know, it strips away those things from Tetris ninety nine, and I kind of like that. It, like you know, you can't like hold your, you can't hold your blocks. You know, you can't do like the, you can't do the quick drop. You can still do T spins though, because I did do them on the original one. <laughs> but uh, but you know, I mean, it's cool. It kind of. It's it's like it's like training. It feels like training. It's like try try to play the original one and all that. And it's also cool. That, yeah, that is just uh, yeah, just as fun now as it was when it was made. You know, originally on the Game Boy. And it's like and seeing like bulletproof software on there and like knowing what that means now, like from our research and all that. It's cool. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, there it is. It's like right there on the game. You know. Yeah, Elorg. Wow, that's the Russian government on this Game Boy game. <laughs> yeah, and I was going through uh, different Tetris soundtracks and stuff and. And Tetris 2, it says Elorg, like, soundboard or whatever on the artist's name for that mm-hmm. for that particular album that I have, so that's pretty cool. But yeah, I've been playing around for that. And and just going from Dragon Quest Eight to, like, 3DS, I was just looking at all the games that I have on my 3DS, and I'm like, man, this, like, everything is here, you know? <laughs> it's like, this is, it's like, here's all your friends you forgot about, you know? Like, I have all these virtual console games on here from Virtual Game Boy. Like a lot of like Super Nintendo stuff, Genesis stuff on here. Like all these games that I, uh, all these digital games that I downloaded onto the 3- 3DS. And it just reminds me like how fucking cool that system is, you know, and it's still great. It's still really, really good. It's just, it just blows me away every time I play it. I'm like, I'm like, wow. I just forget how good this system is because I don't play it as much anymore. Because I'm so I like fl- that we're both kind of like going back to the 3DS. Though. Yeah. The 3DS is great. It's, it's an awesome system. And I forget, and you forget that because I'm so focused on the Switch and all the stuff that it has, and I'm like, yeah. and you, and all, and same with like the Wii U, like you forget, you forget that the Wii U had like so many 64 games on there, and like so many Game Boy games, and like all this other stuff that isn't on other systems, you know, because you play because I play the Switch most of the time, and then you go back to that, and you're like, oh yeah, no, this system has like this yeah. kick-ass like Virtual Console library on here, you know, because you because th- you think kind of badly of the Wii U because it didn't do as well as the Switch, but it. Still all has the new like a lot stuff of stuff on there. On the Switch, but yeah. All the old favorites are still waiting for you on yeah. the Wii U and the 3DS. But there's things on the Wii U and the 3DS that haven't been done on the Switch. You know, so it's like True. there's there's stuff that's available on that that isn't on the other thing. So it's like, like one less of those as of this week, but we'll get to that later. Yeah. Yeah. The 3DS goes all the way you know, like you can play original DS games on it, so it's just got a crazy library. Yeah, I think I think the 3DS, like it. If like, and I've given people this advice before. Like, if somebody asked me like what type of portable system they should get, I would just tell them to get a get a 3ds or you a know? 2ds if they want to save some money. Sure, but I or get yeah, or, one, one of the new yeah, one of the new nice ones, not the wedge, not like the doorstopper. But yeah, like yeah, get like a get like a 2ds XL or something like that. You got you got access to all the 3ds games and the DS games, and the DS library in itself was pretty fantastic. And the 3DS library is fantastic too. Plus, you got all the Actually, downloads. I don't remember. Is the 2DS backwards compatible with DS games? I don't see why it would. I don't think it is. I don't. Why wouldn't? Why wouldn't it be? It's the same. It's the same cartridge. Like it's the same. I think slot. that was one of the things that they. No, I don't, from the. I don't yeah. think so. You because it, it's because it, it's the same thing. It's not like a separate. It's not like a separate thing where you put games in. It is. I just looked it up. It it is backwards compatible. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why why wouldn't it be? That would, that seems like an extra step that would The only thing they took off was the 3D, right? The only thing that yep. people nobody really nobody really cared about. But no, yeah, either I I basically ask people like what type of games they want to play. Like if they, you know, if you want to go more old school, Game Boy Advance Game Boy Advance SP hands down because 
that was great too because the Game Boy Advance SP could play all the Game Boy Color and Game and Boy sure games. You get a hold of the the 101 if you can. Yeah, the the 101, you know. So So yeah, it's it's a great system. The 3 but but the thing about the 3DS that I think is incredibly great is the fact that you could put digital games on it. You could actually download stuff off the internet. So you could get a 3DS that has like 100 games on it or something, you know. If you have a big That was definitely the first card. system I bought where I got where I started really getting digital only. I mean, it made sense because it was available and it was a portable system. Yeah, and you could just you have your 3DS and you could have like 30, 40, whatever. You know, you can get a lot of games on there. Like I think I have a 60 gig uh micro SD on there and it's nowhere near being full. Yeah. Or no, it's not a, it's about I have a that. 32 gig and I still have room. No, it's above a six. It's actually a hundred something, but it's still like nowhere near being full. And I have like Xenoblade Chronicles 3D on there and like oh, a whole right. bunch of RPGs and and I think and the 3DS was also when I discovered that you could buy that you could buy games at eleven o'clock the day before it was released. Because I did that with uh Bravely Default. The first Bravely Default I did that with. So and that was and I also did it with Majora's Mask that night before. So I think I did some it really with, cool um, stuff. Mario Maker. That's the only one I did that with. Oh, okay. Yeah. But it but it's I Oh you know what? I did that with uh Link Between Worlds for sure. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't think I did it with that one. But but no, it's just it that, that's when I discovered that was while I was buying games digital for three DS was when I realized that they had dropped at eleven the night before and I was like, Oh, this is so cool and that like ultimately swayed me away from physical games and and basically brought GameStop to bankruptcy, but no, <laughs> it was all me. It's because I stopped going there. And also, they make, make fun. me nostalgic for the 3DS because the, I'm thinking about my 3DS. It's still at that pawn shop that I sold it to. Uh, the 3DS years is, ago. The if 3DS is today, excellent, man. Would it still be there? Obviously I don't know. Not, well, I think I was going to say, you know, that you should look for a 3DS while you were at MGC because you can probably find a cheap one there. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. good. Yeah, I think 3DS is a great system, and I think that it's still good. And it's much more portable than the Switch. Like, I couldn't think of I, – I don't think I'd ever take the Switch to, to work as of right now. It's too big. It's too, like – I don't know. It's, it's It, like, demands too much attention. I don't want to, like, draw attention to what I'm playing. I'm like, I'd rather play a system that nobody really cares about, like – or nobody there really knows about, like, a 3DS. If I had, like, the Switch is bigger. It's, like – Right. Yeah, and it's much less portable. You need, you need like, a case for it. The 3DS, I'd just bring it as is because it has the – you know, closes on itself, protects itself, big, and all that. See, my big thing with the Switch is that, like you said, it needs a case, and then the case itself is no nothing to just carry on its own. It's too small in that regard. Yeah. So then I have to have a backpack or you know some sort of other bag to carry yeah. it in. Yeah, because you can't. And then just I throw have it. this whole get up that I have to keep track of. Yeah. <laughs> otherwise, I lose my Switch, and it just stresses me out. Yeah. And no. Then my, then my 3ds just like boop right in the pocket of my coat. Yeah. No. I would no, never no. bring a Switch on the bus. That just like. Makes me nervous every time I see somebody playing the Switch on the bus. Like it's gonna get stolen, or it's gonna get dropped, dropped or scratched yeah. up. And, yeah, like it's just too nice. See here, it's that's as big of an issue. Like I can play yeah. it on the bus because, like my bus, there's I've hardly ever seen more than four people on the bus. Right, that's different. That's because most people, most people in Champaign Urbana, like they have cars, especially sure. out in the boonies where I live. Yeah, yeah. Like the bus runs out there like once an hour, which is still, I you know, I'm not complaining. It's still pretty good. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, I mean, I just have it sitting on my lap and play it on the bus all the time. But no, I prefer the 3DS as far as the portability goes. And and as far as like turning it off, like that that clamshell, like it, I know you have like the like the sleep button on the top, but I, think, I still think it's way quicker on the 3DS. Like I was I was in a van like going to a location the other day, and I'm just sitting there playing Tetris, 
And then they get the, you know, we get there and like, they're all right, all right, time to go. And I'm just like, boop, shut, pocket, done. Like I, I haven't, I haven't put away in like two seconds. You know, it doesn't, there's no like case to put it in, in or anything. I just shut it. I'm done. I'm good. I'm ready to go. You know, it seems really, it's really easy to put away. So I, I like that also. I definitely miss the clamshell. I mean, that was, yeah. you know, after the SP came out, they stuck with the clamshell. You know, even back in the Game & Watch days, they they were with that design for a while. I think that was a superior design. I think we're seeing that with, like, you know, see the advent of, like, the Motorola Razor coming back. It's a foldable screen, but you're still, like, clamshelling it together. And mm-hmm. It's been getting really good reviews so far. So I just think that the clamshell's on its way back. Yeah, clamshell was a good design. Like, I really like that design. I, I, yeah, and, and just, like, making it put itself to sleep, like, when you close it, brilliant. Yeah, the just, only the only idea. thing that sucks about the clamshell is that video cable that goes between, you know, it, that has to go through the hinge. But hmm. that's like I've got countless DSs at this point, or not DSs, uh, Game Boy Advances right now, and like that's like never a problem. They're always in really good shape, in spite of being bent over and over again. Yeah, <laughs> or yeah, dropped and bent a little bit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, playing around with the 3DS at work. Uh, Jess, Jess and I, we had an official bowling off the other night. We got to play nice. some, some, some 10 pin bowling. Now, I, I don't know. I don't think anybody's mentioned this online and it absolutely drives me nuts. I don't know why this is. So like in the actual game, when you start the game, like in the, like in the graphics, it says strike 10 pin bowling with an I, but the listing in the eShop is 10 pen with an E. I don't understand. Ten? pen like is it a pen that you write on paper with wow i don't fucking get it and it drives me insane like is this like a fuck up and they just nobody noticed or cared it's just a fuck up yeah but it but like on but like on the uh if you're i'm on my switch like on the menu and you point and you know you get you like highlight the game it says 10 pen like a writing pen like 10 10 10 pen bowling Break your dreams apart. Drives me crazy. Trey, but I don't think that's a very high budget game. <laughs> I know it's it's basically. I thought it was there's a like a copy editor in the studio or whatever yeah. that like made sure all the thumbnails were spelled correctly. Sure, stuff. it's just yeah. it, it's just ridiculous. I've seen it, listings on there that that like it's like horrible English. Like they just like it just doesn't yeah. make sense. The um, phrasing is just really confusing. Well, like vroom, yeah, vroom, like vroom vroom to the sky or whatever that one was called. The one with like, the with the witch lady, the Japanese one. I don't, I don't remember which one. Yeah, I think it was like one of those one of those Japanese ones. But it's just like it makes me think. Where does the Nintendo seal of quality out on this? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It's like they don't have somebody check this over. They just people can just submit whatever they want, and they don't check it for grammar and spelling. Yeah. Bothers me very much as yeah. a writer. Well, it's just and and it's like you know it's uh, different websites. Like you know they talked about it on websites and they spell it like P I N. So what if what if somebody tries to go on the on the eShop and and types in like strike ten pin bowling? You won't find it because that's not how it's spelled because it's spelled pen. It's just it's just weird and it just drives me crazy. But no, we played we played full on two player, you know, and it was it was pretty fun. Uh, just got the hang of it and she she beat me towards the end, uh, twice. So you know, just came around well, to she, it. You getting frustrated because she kept trying to play it like we bowling because that's what kept happening to me to me and Shauna both. Yeah, but I mean, you, you get used to it. You just you just have to switch over and and i yeah you just have to kind of figure out the way it works and just and just go with it like that but i still i still totally recommend it for i mean it's a ten dollar game and i've gotten plenty of plenty of use out of it i've definitely had ten dollars worth of fun for sure from that game 
and uh, yeah, I think it's cool. I mean, we'll we'll, we'll play around with it at MGC, but it's a it's a game that I like. Like, yeah, we played it. She figured it out. She was nailing strikes by the end there. So, you know, you just gotta you just gotta play it for a while. You just gotta kind of figure out the way that it works. And it is, and it can be a little glitchy sometimes, but as long as your ball doesn't get stuck in the middle of the lane, like we talked about last week, you're fine. Right. You know? But uh, yeah, I played that. I also I bought so I bought 1980X. That was, um, you know, that was the one that we talked about last week, and I looked at it and I was like, wow, this looks really cool. And I played it. I played through it. It's actually, it's really, it's a, it's a really short game. It's only That's what I heard you if, can like beat well, it in like an hour, right? Yeah, if you're good enough at it, you can beat it in an hour. And it's it's so I'm kind of divided on this game. Like, there's a lot of things that I really really like about the game. It's just like one of those things where it's like, if they would have just taken it a little bit farther, it would have been really really good. But it's just I feel like it's just not quite enough is what I got from it. It's it's it what feel, was it twenty bucks? Ten. It's nine ninety nine. It's shorter. It's less. If it was twenty, I would have felt like I over paid too much for it. But ten, that's fine. But I mean, I but it should have been. There should have been a little bit more to it. Basically, what it is is it's a combination of different like genres, and it's and it's like it's a story. I know you mentioned last week you kind of compared it to Ringo Ishikawa. Ringo Ishikawa mm-hmm. is way 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 deeper than than 1980X. 1980X is pretty like surface level story stuff. You're basically like a kid. You know, you're a kid that's like an outcast in school. I guess you live in a suburb. You wish you lived in the city, and you find you know you find an arcade. Where you where you feel like you belong, and uh, basically through playing games, you become one with the games. Spoiler: It's an hour long, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what happens. But it's but the thing is, is that like the parts, the game parts are really fucking good. They're just like over, they're kind of over before they are anything, you know? Because because like it starts off with a final fight, like Streets of Rage type thing, and Yuzo Yuzo Koshiro does the soundtrack, the same guy who did Streets of Rage, and I'm like, fuck yeah, that's awesome. And that's the problem with the game for me. It's like the graphics are fucking awesome. Like if you're into like if you're into like sprite art, like the art is fantastic on it, and the soundtrack is fantastic too. But it's just like the gameplay is like it's. I feel like it's over before it even starts. Is, is my problem with it, which feels you know, like demo. Yeah, kind of. It's just like it could have. I feel like it, but it, at the at the end of the granted at the end of the game, it does say to be continued. I don't know if that means they're going to do a nineteen ninety X or something, or add DLC to it. But I just wish they would have they would have played around with more with more than what they had on there. It kind of reminds me a lot of a much much better version of Travis Strikes Again. You know, like kind of what? Yeah, that, I was kind of thinking about that game as you were talking. Yeah, about. well, they well Travis Strikes Again sucks. It's definitely better than that game. But I mean, it was like it's kind of it's trying to do the same thing, but better, but not enough is is what I'm saying. Like I love, I absolutely love the Streets of Rage stuff that's in there, but it's like one level and it's over. There's like no bosses. Like if you would have given me like a couple more levels in there or made it feel more like it feels like yeah, it feels like there's a demo of each like segment of each game segment, and I feel like if they doubled that and maybe put a little bit more to the story. They could have had a really, really good game, like a game that I would maybe put on like game of the year list, you know, because I think it's incredibly solid and it's definitely worth looking at, like looking at how, look at how good the sprite art is, especially like in the RPG part, like the, like the guys that you fight are animated so well and they look so cool and they have like these cool death scenes, like when you kill them and yeah. And the soundtrack is awesome. Like I would totally, 
I would buy the soundtrack. I saw a picture of a record online of it, but I don't think you can actually buy it. But I would totally buy it if I could, because the soundtrack is so good. Like, it's straight up like like Blade Runner, like Streets of Rage, like that type of shit that I absolutely love. So, I mean, it's incredible. It's just like, it's just too short. It's It's like too short and it's not. There's not enough of the games in there, you know, I felt like. I felt like the longest one was the shooter one, maybe, was the shoot 'em up And I don't really, I don't know, I don't really like those games that much, so I had a hard time getting through that. But it's worth it's worth a play. I just, I wish they, if they would have done a little bit more, I feel like it would have been really, really good. Like, it would have been like a nine for me, probably. I think Do you it's, think it's worth grabbing if it goes on sale? Oh, yeah, definitely. Sure. I mean, I'm not, I'm not mad that I played it. Like, I had a blast while I was playing it. I just felt like it ended too quickly, and I felt like – I thought it was so – I didn't think that the gameplay was bad. Like, I liked the gameplay so much that I wanted more of it, and I and I was re- kind of disapp- – I almost kind of wished the whole game was the was the Streets of Rage part of the beginning, because I felt like that controlled really well. It sounded really cool. Like, the characters looked awesome. Like, I kind of wish it was just that. <laughs> you know, it was just that. Like, like, a whole- prioritized vi- uh, yeah. variety over actually like, having a uh- – yeah, it's more more variety than yeah. than like substance, which is a shame because what they do have in there is really good and it looks and it looks really good. It's just you know, I I think it it needs a little bit more. Like I really liked I really liked the Streets of Rage stuff. I really like the um what's it called? Beating Heart, which is in like the same it's in like the same font as uh as the one that's on what is what is the one that's on the Super Nintendo collection? No, the one the one that's on the um Nintendo Switch online stuff. I was playing it the other day. Brawl Brothers. Brawl Brothers, right? the the one The one that came for free with Switch Online. Mm-hmm. It has the same font as that. Like the if you look at the title screen of Brawl Brothers and you look at the title screen of Beating Heart or what the one on nineteen eighty six eighty X, it's obviously a reference to that because it's like kind of the same place. It's like in the same placement, like kind of has the same font and all that. But it just kind of bums me out because it's like it was like so close to being really cool because I really liked what they did. I just wish they did a little bit more with it. That's basically what I have to say with it. But I still think – I mean, I don't think I wasted my money because I had a good time playing it. I just really wish there was more of it because it was really good. And that's kind of – it's it's kind of like, you know, both sides there. It's like good and bad at the same time. But but I'm happy that I got it, and I would totally buy a soundtrack if there was one available somewhere. You know, I, I would pay another $10 for that alone because I would get more time out of that. But, but yeah, no, that was that was the one that I that I played. I beat it. I beat that. I beat Dragon Quest. So there's two more for our uh, contest, I guess. Okay. I didn't I didn't tweet it, but I guess I should have. But, yeah. So I played that. And also, um, this one I haven't played yet, but I bought it just because it's kind of – it's coming out this week. It's a game called Echo. I don't know if you guys saw that on the eShop. E-Q-Q-O. Yeah, E-Q-Q-O. It's about a kid – it's about a blind kid. It has a really cool art style. I thought it looked really neat, and it ends up it was only it was three dollars. It's like it's six dollars full totally, and it's fifty percent off right now. Okay. So I'm like, shit, three bucks. I'll try that for that. And it was intriguing enough for me to be like, oh yeah, I'll play it for three. I, I thought the art style was I thought the art style was really cool, and it's like kind of like you sort you know your character is blind, so you're sort of like trying to help him go to a place. It actually kind of reminded me of a lot of eco. Reminded me of like that type of art style for uh It's so confusing because you said Echo and then I was thinking you meant like Echo the Dolphin and then you said it's like Eco <laughs> and I was like, Oh you mean Eco the Dolphin. I thought you were gonna say like Ico. A lot of people some people say Eco and some people say Echo the Dolphin. Yeah. But well, no, so, like Ico, yeah. Yeah, Eco, which is pronounced <laughs> pronounced Eco, yeah. But yeah, the game the PlayStation game where you where you lead the where you lead the princess around. It kinda okay. seems like that, but you're 
but your hand or your your whatever mouse pointer in the game is basically you leading the person around and they're carrying a big vase that kind of looks like an egg or no is it a vase or it's an egg i think it's an egg it's supposed to be like echo egg whatever and they like plant trees or something for buying the game i, I don't fought know. a blind enemy in a game recently where you had to do that i'll talk about it later yeah. but, but uh kind of the opposite where you have to guide them places but no it looked interesting like i liked the art side i thought it looked cool and i'm like and it was only three bucks and i'm like you know what fuck it i'll buy it so I bought that, but it's not out until the 7th, so I haven't played it yet. But I'll talk about it next week. But that's pretty much what I've been playing for the week, I believe. If I think of anything else, I'll mention it. But go for it. Cool. Well, uh, I'm still playing Dragon Quest Eight, but I don't really feel like I'm making much headway in it. I've been trying to grind more. And uh, so that's basically what I've been focusing on. But, man, every time I get to a boss, they just, like, floor me. Yeah, I felt felt like it took a while to get to get like strong in that game. It's, it's, like it, it definitely happened a lot faster in 11, which that's oh, not, sure, a, it's yeah. not a bad thing. It's kind of like keeping me from like playing it for longer periods of time. I think plus it, it's on the 3ds. So I'm basically yeah. playing it when I'm like on the go. Sure. Yeah. I felt but, that I, well, I felt like seven got even seven. Like you got stronger quicker mm-hmm. than you did on eight, but, but it, yeah, it takes a while, but you'll get there. Eventually, I think it's still good. I like the character complaining because, yeah. as I've mentioned before, I like grinding, so it's fine. I'm actually doing the same thing in gr- the first Dragon Quest, which I bought for. Oh yeah, you, you bought the first one. Dragon Quest is. I can't love remember if I life. mentioned that last week or not. No, you you didn't. Well, we talked about it. We talked about it on the Tetris stream, which I did forget right. to t- say that Jeremy and I that we did play Maximus Cup, but you have it on here, so I do. Oh, I can comment. But yeah, so. Uh, I've been playing those two Dragon Quest games. Um, of course, like Trey just said, played the Maximus Cup with him for a couple hours the other night. I guess it would have been Thursday. And I got up to like 400 and something, 400 something points total. Oh, whoa. I only got to two something. You play, you played more than I did. But I was still playing with Shauna because we, we still yeah. played all the time. And our normal Tetris 99, you know, matches were going towards that. I, right before I logged into, the game to play with Trey, I was playing the normal mode trying to get like uh, my daily goals and my controller stopped working and I was using the G Bros adapter with the what do they call the classic controller? Yeah. Yeah. The the retro yeah. one. The one with the it you have the classic controller pro, right? The one with the with yeah, the, I have the one on with the, the bottom. On okay, it. yeah. But uh it just stopped working, and I thought it was the battery. So when it came time to play, once Trey was available, I was like, well, I just have to use... Like, I thought maybe all my batteries were dead, but I couldn't get it to work. Well, I just kept trying to get it to work, and I the next day, I did a whole bunch of stuff. I, like, checked out firmware. I checked out FAQs. I couldn't get it to work. I was like, well, I guess it's just, like, broken. And I really like it. I like to use it a lot... In fact, that's exclusively what I use for Tetris. So, and I play enough of it that I'm like, well, I got to get another G Bros adapter. So I bought another one. Uh. And I got on Amazon. It was late at night because I had been playing it with the Pro Controller. And I'm like, uh, I'm just going to get another G Bros adapter. And uh, so I bought it. The next morning, I get on Twitter and on Wario64 was saying there's a lightning deal on the G Bros adapter for like 14. <laughs> I was like, damn it. It had already like shipped by that time, by the time I saw it. Mm. So um, you would have saved like six bucks, right? But it got funny. here and it it's the exact same problem. It just doesn't work. So I don't know what the deal is. Oh, so there's uh, got to be something else then, right? 
I think it's maybe a firmware thing. Maybe there's like something that happened. But the thing is, like, I know there's got to be a lot of people that use it to play Smash. Yeah, but it, it has like, like the automatic like compatibility with the GameCube controller. Yeah. I would think that it would work still. I mean, just because you know it's an eight-bit dough product. I use, but I even did the yeah. thing where it says you don't have to have batteries in it, and if you have it connected through the micro SD into the dock. And it still doesn't work that way. Weird. I, I should. I need to try mine and see if it'll work. If it works, I need to find. Yeah, it. I would I love if you did because maybe there's something wrong with my Switch itself. I don't know, but yeah, it's just uh, so weird that this thing's this brand new one's got the exact same problem. Yeah, I, I'll try it. If anybody else out there has got a Gbros adapter, yeah. having the same problem, or, I want to know the solution. It's, a, yeah, it's e- a mystery I've been trying to solve. My next step is yeah, email. What us. I'll do next week, I'll yeah, I'll mention. I, I'm going to email them and be like, "What's up with this?" Like. Hopefully, other people have gotten a hold of you. If nothing else, I hope a firmware update will fix it. But yeah, I'll, I'll try it today after once we're done recording. We'll see how it works. But yeah, as I said in the at the beginning of the show, kind of going hand in hand with this, everything's broke, which was my middle name. <laughs> yeah, everything was breaking this week, and and it's just been kind of a bummer because you know I've been complaining about my uh, Joy-Con, which I still haven't sent in because I never really use it. I tried to use it for Tetris the other day, and it kind of worked okay, but I was still worried that it was changing my targeting or whatever, which I think it was. But uh, I got that G-Bros adapter in brand new, and it didn't work, so maybe it's technically not broken, but that still sucks. I bought a gift for my for uh, for Shauna, and that was a little well, that little micro Tetris game I was talking about in the Tetris episode. It's made by, like, with a similar, like, uh, Arduino board that's used for the Ardu boy. And that doesn't work. It's just like a white screen when you turn it on. So I have to ship that back. And I was looking at my Switch today and realized there's a big chip in the top of it. Oh. I think think it was probably when my uh, cats knocked it off of the the front. Like I had it sitting in front of my TV in the dock. But I came home one day and then the dock was knocked over and the Switch was on the ground. And I think that's probably what had happened. Oh, that sucks. So it's it like does. a chip out of the glass or something on the, on the on the front of it. No, it's like the the top of the console next to the fan. So like, mm. kind of where it's already perforated there. It's just like an extra chip out of the edge of where the fan is, hmm. the fan grill rather. Oh, so it's probably just like a weak point in the plastic. But it still sucks. I'm like, dang it! I thought I this thing's been holding together so well this time and. Lately, you know, with the Joy-Con drift, and then I noticed there were a little bit of scratches on the bezel. Luckily, not on the screen itself. And the Switch is starting to show its age a little bit here in its third anniversary. Well, mm. I guess next month will be third anniversary. Yeah, pretty close. Um, but whatever. I mean, it's gotten hundreds of hours of play, so I'm not really trying to complain too much about that. It just was like a just an extra little bummer on top of all the other stuff that hasn't been working for me Switch wise. Yeah, that sucks. Uh, how do you how do you like Dragon Quest One? Didn't really didn't really talk. Kind of went right past uh, that. I've gotten up to like level seven, I think. Is it too? Uh, and, and I'm just trying archaic. to figure out what to do first. Yeah, it's kind I mean, of just walk around. I I've gone to like a town. I almost made it to another town, but then I got killed by a really strong enemy that yeah attacked me. You kind of I mean the way the way the original game works is basically like. So you kind of hover around one town, you know, and you go around and you go around and try to level up without dying to make enough money to buy like the next biggest weapon. 
And you kind of do that for a while until you get like the highest weapon of that area. And then you go to another area and then you do the same thing and get the weapons of that. And then you go to another area and do that. So like the game is pretty much 80% grinding and hardly, hardly much of a story, but I guess I kind of, I like it because of its simplicity in that way. A lot of it's just basically like, let's see how far I can go without dying. Because when you die, you lose your money and you're trying to raise I mean, your I money to, gonna, to buy new stuff and all that sort this. of thing strategy guide probably yeah because i don't know what the hell's going on yeah it, it would uh, there's some stuff that's pretty hard to figure out if you don't if you don't have that i know there's i don't know how quick you go to the cave there's like a cave on the east side of the like of i the got continent. to a cave where i found the grave of the hero or whatever oh okay like, yeah you found that yeah that's so like, i don't know what that's that a different one it. i think that one's in the middle of the map yeah it, it would um, probably i found another town that was like in the middle of the woods and i've almost gotten all my all the strongest stuff from that. Okay, yeah. So you're doing so you're doing about the right thing. I say. But then I tried wandering other places on the map, and I couldn't actually find any like objectives. Yeah, there's not really. <laughs> they don't. They don't tell you. They don't tell you anything really. The I mean, only what, thing I I found like a flute, or I found some sort of item, and then I went to this other cave where he was asking for a different instrument or something. So, yeah, like he was asking for a harp. So I'm kind of wondering if that flute is like I got to talk to some sage or something and. He's gonna ask for that flute that I found in this town or whatever. I think you use the flute to make one of the to put like one of the bosses to sleep or something like that. I don't remember. I think uh, I think. All right. Well, yeah, I'm looking at a strategy guide. For yeah. That game. What I say is try to try to find a spoiler free guide that'll just kind of tell you where to go, like what, yeah. like kind of like what I was looking at for um, Fantasy but Star. It's, but one. it's a faithful remake, right? The one that I'm playing on the Switch. Yeah. No, it is. Okay. Cool. I think I could I could always go back to the NES one if you think that's yeah. a better idea. Actually, there's go to uh, Woodus. What is it? Woodus.com or Woodus.net. It's a it's a website that is like all has strategies has strategy guides for all of the Dragon Quest games. I used it when I was playing through all of them, like when I was going like down the line from one to another. That website was incredibly helpful, and it also has all the soundtracks of all the different versions of them, also. So it's a badass. Woodus. Woodus, yeah. W W O O W O O D U S. Woodus dot com. W Wood U S dot com. Go there. Oh, okay. That's a great. That's a great website that has a lot of Dragon Quest stuff in there. That's what I used to get through all of the games, and they're 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 fairly spoiler free, I think. But that's how I got through the first one because it's really hard to do it without a guide because some of the stuff you like, you're not going to know, and and some of the bosses are really tough, and yeah, it's best to know all the strategies about it to try to get through it. But I mean, I yeah, I like it for its simplicity, and I thought you might like it because you like grinding, and it's pretty much all grinding. I game. do like it. Yeah. I like that I'm still playing yeah. Dragon Quest, and I like this little Dragon Quest kick I'm on right now, and it helps me feel like not as bad that I'm not working on the post game and Dragon Quest Eleven right now. You know, I'm playing these other games, which I'll go back to it eventually. But I was just at a point in that game where I wanted to take a break. Sure, I guess. Uh, but yeah, not trying to be a complete downer about all this stuff because you know it's all going to be solved eventually. I think, especially like. I'm sent back that Tetris machine and, and I'm going to get something different. I think that's less susceptible to failure. So the one, um, so the card, the credit card thing that you got didn't work. I mean, it was, it was used and it was really cheap. So I kind of like was taking a risk, but mm. the risk did not pay off. And now I'm just getting a refund for it. And oh, everything's okay. fine. But I've still been able to play my switch. It's still working fine. Um, I played uh resident evil four quite a bit more. Um, got to, where I'm in the castle, 
and I just killed the blind guy that's down in the dungeon, the first one that you meet. The guy with like the big claws on his hands, and um, he's got his eyes sewed shut. Oh, yeah, he's like in a he's like in I a kind of remember in a prison, but uh, he's freaking scary. But the way you beat him, you know, is like there's these bells in the room you have to fire bullets mm. yeah. at them, oh. and he goes towards them. So that's as in a weird way. I know it wasn't the same thing at all what you were saying about Echo Tray, but it just reminded me of like oh, yeah. the fact that I was fighting a blind enemy, and I kind of uh, had yeah, to guide yeah. that enemy to sure. where he exposes back to me. That that was one of my favorite parts of that game, actually, because I came upon that section with like minimal ammo, yeah. and it was one of those things where I, I, I think I probably spent two or three times as long was in te- as intended on that boss, and I ended up beating him like by the skin of my teeth. Yeah, so I really had a good memory of that part. It's hard too because you got it's in the middle of the S. Court mission with Ashley, so yeah, I was gonna say like, that look out for her too. Yeah, I was gonna say, isn't that right around the time of when you meet up with Ashley? It's like towards like yeah, probably about halfway through because I played a little bit past that, but that's the last boss that I beat. And man, he was not that hard. I gotta, I, I'm not gonna lie because I remembered how to beat him, and I have the broken butterfly magnum gun, so mm. that thing will just make short work of anything that has a weak point. Yeah. Um, but it's great. I actually got to this part where I had to use a lot of save spamming and I didn't remember it ever being that hard before. So maybe I'm just blocking it out, but it was just really frustrating. It's the part where you first are going up to the castle and they're firing the, uh, the trebuchets or whatever at you of the, the fire balls. Yeah, I remember that. And I just kept like getting really far into it and then freaking something would happen to Ashley and she would die immediately. And, it was getting really annoying, and so eventually I was like, fuck it, I'm going to save state. Because I would get past that part and then into the castle or, you know, into the walkway or whatever, and, like, there's a whole bunch of zombies, you, or not zombies, that you fight in there, and then um, I just kept, like, dying, and I was, like, getting really frustrated and, like, wanting to, like, just quit playing for a while, and then eventually I was like, I'm just going to keep running back and doing a save state after I, you know, beat a room of bad guys. And that helped a lot, and I actually ended up getting through it pretty quickly after that i think i got rid of the stress and i played better because of it but i love resident evil 4 i'm hoping that it's going to be on my list of games i beat this year even though it's you know i've beaten it before i would like to be able to say that i beat it on another console also been playing king of cards a lot still think that game's great if you have access to it play it it's fun not as hard as shovel knight i think it's a lot easier in some regards, but the control scheme kind of makes the platforming a lot trickier and more like a puzzle, which I think I've mentioned before. You do have to use the environment and the enemies in such a way to traverse the environment a lot of the time. Enemies that fire bullets at you, you have to bounce on them and stuff. But uh, And you get to play this card game, which they've started adding new rules to it. Or not new rules, but you know, new types of cards and new th- things. Like now there's bomb cards that will like blow up obstacles that are laying on the table. And uh, I fought like a boss recently and he like could affect the map in such a way to where he would eliminate your progress, which was really frustrating. But uh, yeah, the card game just amps up in difficulty and challenge. So King of Cards, great game. Nice. Um, I didn't I, I had tried to play the strike 10 pin bowling and I just couldn't get into it. So I just went back to Wii bowling and been playing that a little bit this week. How does that feel? Uh, it feels way better than that other one. 
it just feels that like you know it's just a familiar old control but i actually have bowled twice in the past week like i actually gone to the bowling alley so i sort of was hoping that, that it would help me be prepared to bowl which i don't think it does but yeah <laughs> it was i mean that was the best i ever bowled was in wee bowling or well monkey bowling i actually did okay at the bowling alley like i think that i might be like it's if i focused on it i could actually be decent at bowling but you know it was fun but my shoulder kind of hurts but there's a lot of bowling in my life this past week because we had a holiday party for my job and they rented out a bowling alley for us oh really Where's the week, yeah, yeah and then the week before that uh my partner and i went to to practice because hmm. <laughs> because we, neither one of us had bowled in so long they're doing the same thing for my for like the bar i work at we're, we're they're running out of bowling alley also Oh, it was fun for, it was for a holiday party. Holiday party, I remember recently. Yeah. yeah so I, we were going to do the same thing. Justin and I were talking about trying to trying to bowl somewhere before to get some practice, but it's fun. Yeah, I mean, she likes bowling. I mean, I I like bowling too. I just suck at it. I'm just not good. Yeah, I'm really Never not that great, but yeah. I think that I think that understanding the scoring system from playing so many bowling video games like makes me care more about trying to get better at it. Yeah, because that's there's you know it's fun to do the math in your head and try to like guess the score before it shows it. That's part of the fun of it too. And then one great thing about bowling that I kind of noticed, you know, at the party, is just how nice people are to each other when they're bowling, at least casually. It's not really everybody kind of encourages everybody else. They're like, "Yeah, you picked up that spare, awesome!" Like I don't know, that's just a thing I noticed that people are seem to be pretty supportive of each other when they bowl. Well, I mean, I think the fun thing about bowling is it's like it's not so much you against the person you're bowling with; it's it's all against you. Like you're trying to like make mm-hmm. yourself better doing it, so it's not really like it's kind of like you know it's kind of like the two player Tetris on the Sega, Mi- on Sega Mini. You know, it's like you're you're playing together but trying yeah. to make yourself better. You know, that's how I feel about it. Yeah, I mean, if you're in a league or whatever, sure. That's, I'm not that... ready for a league. But <laughs> if I practice more and enjoyed it, maybe someday. I mean, that that's more competitive. But if you're playing with a friend, it's just kind of like, you know, you're trying to get your own game better, and it's not really like me versus yeah, you, you know, unless right. you are competitive like that. But and I mean, it's fun. That's a sport where you get a drink while you do it. Yeah, fact, and it, it seems like it makes it more fun when you do. And it's not like. I don't know. It's not like playing like a fighting game with somebody where like they're just yeah. beating you up and you can't do anything. Like if they're really good, then whatever. They they'll just they're just good. You know, it's it's fine. It's not as doesn't bother you because you're just working on your own game. That's how yeah. I feel. That's how I feel. Look at us talking about real life games. <laughs> yeah. Um, otherwise, I played this week. I played a couple of demos. Um, I played the Ukulele Impossible Layer demo, which I believe we have listed as in our new section as well, but yeah, cause that's a new um, thing. Well, we can talk and just talk about it now. And it's yeah, on, I played, I played through the whole thing. Like, it's it's on, would let me play. It's on sale too. How many levels are in there on the demo? Four levels, but there's like one, I guess it would actually be five. Cause they show you, cause they do like, I guess, variations of levels too. Oh yeah. You cause played you, the other game too, right? The, the original game. You have like ukulele, right? The I do. One. I didn't play much of it, but I do own it. Yeah. Do you have any comparisons? Any any thoughts there? Which one is better? Uh, this one's a lot more fun. I mean, they're way they're way different. Like I think I didn't. Yeah, they're completely different genres. I didn't like I didn't like ukulele one, the original one. But I it was one of those things that like I had been following it for so long that I felt like I had to buy it when it came out, and I did. And I was like, 
these controls are just not good. It just didn't, it just didn't feel right. And I felt kind of broken. Like I felt like it's like, you want me to do that, but I can't really do that. It was just, it got frustrating really quickly for me on the 3d one, but, but I think the 2d one I actually really, really liked. And I kind of, it's like on, on my back burner of like thing, of thing I want to play I really more like it so when far. I have, when I, I have mean, time. It kind of fits in with, you know, the Shovel Knight games I've been playing recently, too. Yeah. Well, they took it back. They took it back to make it more like a game like Donkey Kong Country instead of mm-hmm. Banjo-Kazooie, which is cool, you know. And I thought, like, it automatic. like, when I played it, it automatically clicked with me. And I was like, oh, this feels totally like Donkey Kong Country, you know. I was There's like, totally it- a quote, though, The I think it's the the bad on your back. I just saw it. Because, um, John, you just asked me which one I thought was better. And the queen ask you at one point after you beat the fourth level like how's your adventure going so far and the the uh whoever the bad is Layli? The i head. don't know yeah Layli says better than the last game thanks <laughs> <laughs> nice yeah it's nice that they reference that and there's people who worked on it who actually worked on donkey kong country so there it feels, are it definitely people feels from like rare a 2d banjo kazooie yeah. or like a donkey kong country for sure mm-hmm. like a combo of the two yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Did you, Did you like the weird uh, top down map stuff in between it's levels? It's fine. I'm, I'll yeah. probably end up buying this game eventually. I kind of wish I would have grabbed it when it was a little cheaper. But how much is it right now? It's on sale, isn't it? Is it twenty or is it still? There's like thirty. It's twenty. I thought it was less than that for a second there. Oh, because it it was it's forty full price. So I think twenty is a good deal for it. But I mean, for it's definitely on my wish list. Yeah, because it's got decent. I mean, it's got it's got a decent amount of stuff on it. Like it's a fairly meaty game. Like you're getting a pretty long game for that. I say I say it's worth it for twenty, but mm-hmm. I know I know it's, it's on sale. Like we'll talk about our the sales. It looks really second, good. But. All the character models are really cool. You know, it's you can tell a lot of love went went into it. So it, yeah, it's kind of like if you really didn't, it, even though if you really didn't like the ones in the original ukulele, you're probably not going to like them in this one because they're the same. But Trouser Snake is still in there, so. Oh yeah, cool. I met Trouser Snake. Yeah, <laughs> I like I like Paywall. I thought he was funny. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> I got to kick out. There's definitely some yeah. uh, cheesy humor in there. Well, the I mean, the original game was all about like, wasn't it all all about like a big company like like basically getting rid of an independent company? That was like the basic story of Ukulele One. <laughs> it was it was yeah. all about like, yeah. Was, was a big company squishing a small company or making them do something they didn't want to do? It was. It seemed like a very personal story from the developers. But I love this game, or rather, I love this demo. So definitely want to check it out. Uh, once I started playing it, I just kept playing it. I didn't want to stop. So that's a good sign. And then I also downloaded uh, the Persona Five Scramble demo. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know about that until just now. Yeah, on so, the eShop, and it's Japanese mostly e-shop. dialogue. So I barely know what i'm doing yeah. but the battle part the few battle sequences i've experienced are pretty cool it re- i didn't play very far into persona on uh on the ps4 so and it was a couple years ago when i played it so i'm kind of like don't really remember it too well but i felt like a lot of deja vu while i was like walking around the city so i'm not sure if it's like a retelling of this of it or if it's like i a, think i think it's a side story is what it's i heard a side story yeah. okay because it just seemed like the environment was very very much looked very very much the same as i remembered from what i played of the other game and it's and it, it's, is it it's, an rpg or is it a, like a spinoff it's it's a muso game so it's yeah, gonna it's be like game. it's gonna be like chiral warriors or like or whatever that that one piece game that i bought 
<laughs> it was, you know, so it's basically going to be one person versus a whole bunch of people. But like I, hundreds of enemies yeah. at once. I don't know. All those games are kind of the same to me, but I guess people said it's a little bit better because of the, because of the, um, I don't know, the persona characters in there. But the fully like hand drawn and like animated cutscenes are pretty cool. Oh sure, yeah. Well, I'm sure the the graphics look good too. Oh, well, not the graphics. The uh, I'm sure the graphics are good, but I'm sure the soundtrack's really good. That was pretty much it, though. Yeah, I played it, but it's a lot of text. I mean, and it's all really yeah. like part of the game is pulling out your phone and texting, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of binary decisions as far as like there's two choices, which is literally what that means. But um, you have two choices to make occasionally, but I don't ever know what I'm saying. I just keep yeah. choosing whatever the top one is, and then you'll go to a map section and you'll walk, to, you know, on the map where it it tells you to go. And then some more dialogue, and then eventually you're fighting a bunch like huge horde of enemies all of a sudden. Yeah, it, it looks like there's not a looks like there's not English text on it either. So, like like you're saying, you gotta it, it, it doesn't through. have any confirmation for a U.S. release yet. So, oh no, it's coming out here. It's coming is out it? here for, for sure. sure. Yeah, yeah. No, it is it is coming out here because it was. I thought it was announced at the. You're right it with the Persona, there. like the whatever some Persona event. I don't know, even though the Dragon Quest Muso game was supposed to come out here and it never did, so I don't know. Or the Switch version that came out on PS4, whatever. It's fine. I don't need that version. But but yeah, no, I mean I, I'm interested to check out the demo. I downloaded it while you know, while we were setting up here, so I'll have impressions on that for next week. But it's but yeah, it's gonna be like the same sort of a lot of those Muso games are all about you know, controlling territory. It's basically what it is. It's like, go over to this square and fight these guys until there's a boss that shows up, and then you fight that. And it's like, oh, and go fight your other guy that's at this other square, and like get rid of the guys from the other team. And that's kind of all those games feel like to me. It's just it's all about territory, protecting your shit and all that. It looks great, but I don't think it's my kind of game. I, so. would, I wouldn't buy it. <laughs> I mean, I, I until it's like maybe when it's on sale like that. Like that one piece one that I got for ten bucks. But yeah, that's pretty much it for me this week. Well, for me, I got a new game. I got uh, Thief Simulator. I watched. I watched the trailer for that game. That seems. It seemed like very much like a John game. It seemed like a game. That How you so? Play. What is a John <laughs> game? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. A game where you can pretend to be a criminal. I don't know. He really liked GTA. That's all about criminality. <laughs> I don't know. It's like it kind of looked like sort of a whatever you can do. It's sort of open world, right? You can drive cars in it and. Yeah, it's sort of open world. Um, it's like first person. Uh, you can steal shit. I don't know. It just looks like a game that you would play. I got it because I really want a Hitman game on the Switch. Oh, and, okay. Like, well, this I is kind of like that, I guess, funeral. sort of. Does yeah, it... um, I'll say this. So it, it's originally $20. Yeah, it's marked down to like 2 bucks, right, or something? It's marked down to 2 bucks. I think mm, I feel okay about it at 2 bucks. You think two bucks? You think two bucks is too much? Oh wow! Does it does it control really badly? It looked kind of like it might. I don't know from the trailer. (laughs) The control is like. First of all, I was playing it for about half an hour before I realized what the problem was. I've never experienced this in any other game, Um, but okay. So the the right stick is analog, and the left stick is not. That's weird. It's very weird. So, like, you can like look up and down, whatever, smoothly all over the place. But when you're you're walking around with your left stick, there's no like gradual speed increase. It's just on or off. 
you're going or you're not. And between the two, it, it's just very disorienting. And I checked the, the control settings, and there's nothing to change in there. Mm. So, so sorry, right, getting so, used to that. You know. So it's like digital? That doesn't work well for stealth, though, right? No. Like, you can't, <laughs> especially for a stealth game, like, you want to be able to like, slowly creep up. Uh-huh. Oh, just yeah, yeah. One speed to walk. Weird. And you can't hold a button to sneak or whatever? Or can you, you crouch? Can crouch. And will you go slower if you crouch? You know, I don't know. I didn't. I should check that, but mm. it still seems like you should just be able to tilt the stick slowly to walk slowly. Yeah, that's really weird. And it's just so disorienting having you know, one stick be digital and one stick be analog, basically. Mm-hmm. But um, beyond that, I think um, there's some like user interface things that that are just like, you know, basic no-nos. Like if you go up to, say, um, a mailbox, there'll be a prompt that comes up that says, you know, place place a camera. Like you place these little cameras around to, mm-hmm. I guess, do recon or, you know, learn about your surroundings, whatever. And it'll say, place camera. So hit X. So I hit X and nothing happens. <laughs> and... But but it, it, there's no like you would expect that it to pop up and say oh you don't have a camera you you know but it it just still says place camera. Are you sure it's not? Are you sure it's not on the direction pad? The, does it show? Does it show X or does it show like? It shows a, X. Or does it show the button layout? It sh- it shows X. You know, it shows okay. The, the X button. Okay, because I not, had that the button layout. Because I had that problem with uh I had that problem with The Witcher actually with The Witcher three. Because it doesn't say because there's a part where it says draw your sword, and you draw your sword by pushing right on the control pad, but it doesn't say press right on the control pad. It basically shows the four buttons, mm-hmm. which is the control pad, and it tells you to hit the right button on like on that, which I think is A. So I keep hitting A over and over again, and nothing's happening because when I see that four button layout, I think right. it's the fucking A B Y X thing. And it doesn't tell me that that's what it is. So I thought the game was fucking broken from the very beginning. <laughs> and I had to like look online. Like I even, I was so frustrated that I like went on a website and I'm like, why can't you draw your weapon on the Witcher? And then somebody was like, well, if you hit right and it doesn't work, then it's probably broken. So then I pressed right and then it happened and it worked. And I'm like, okay, good, finally. <laughs> it was so weird because I thought it was, so may, it, I thought maybe it was that. Like, cause, cause I, I forget that the D pad is so not a D pad on the Switch. It looks like the four buttons. So when it tells me to hit a button on that, but doesn't say what it actually is, I get confused because I think I think it's the button. So I was like, maybe it's that. I'm like, maybe once you'd hit up on the D pad or something instead of X. I don't know. Yeah, no, it's definitely it's definitely the X button on there, but it is. I see it's kind of a similar issue to what you're saying. But then there's other things that just point to this being like a very low budget game. Like it is sort of an open world. Um, it's a small world. It's like a little neighborhood. Like imagine a little suburban neighborhood that you're walking around in. And there's just not that many. There's, there's just not that much activity going on in the world. Like you might see one or two people walking around in the street. But you don't see any like squirrels running around or animals or anything. Um, it's just it feels very empty. And if you go up to the person, like I went up to a person, and I was like, "What if what if I hit this guy with this crowbar? Let's see what happens." <laughs> and so I. I hit the guy with the crowbar, and then it immediately pops up with a menu, like, oh, you hit a pedestrian, mission failed. 
<laughs> like, oh, there's like, no animation of him like being hit. Oh, weird. You know what I mean? It's so, just like, yeah. I, 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 my arm moves and then freeze menu. Mission don't don't do that. Yeah, that's a shame. It's not yeah. so you can't really like fuck around with it like you would in like Saints Row or something where you could just go like yeah, which is like kind of the joy just, of those types of games. Yeah, I, I think it's more going for a Hitman vibe with the sneakiness and all that. But the cool thing about Hitman is you got all these different options for yeah. you know different weapons you can use and oh, what if I did this and this and see let's see what happens when those two things you know come together. Mm-hmm. You feel a little bit more like free to experiment. But um, I I feel like this game is probably made by a very small team. Sure. You know, it, it feels like it's being a little bit more ambitious than they could than they could handle. Yeah. Um, I would give it like I I don't know maybe mm. six out of ten. <laughs> yeah, right about there. For two bucks, if you're curious, I say, sure, give it a shot. You know, I didn't lose much, but yeah, I, I definitely it. not if it goes back to, to twenty. Do you feel no, like it was a steal for that price? Uh-huh. Absolutely. No, I, f- I feel like I was robbed. <laughs> you feel like you were stolen. <laughs> when you yeah. when you said that it stole your heart, I thought you were saying that you like fell in love with it. But same. I said, did it steal my heart? And the answer oh. was no. I thought more like steal, more like stole your time. That's what, you, that's what it would yep. be. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I I watched. I, I basically I watched a trailer of it, and I was like, and I was kind of like, uh, I'm, I don't. I'm like I don't think I'm gonna play that game. That's 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 what I got from it. But I could see it being fun if it worked well. You know, have you driven a car on there yet? That I was wondering yeah, how well that well, is. That's the other weird thing. Okay, so <laughs> like again, if I crash the car, I don't know. I, I like hit, I hit a pedestrian. You know, it, it pops up again. Oh, you failed the mission. Like no animation of him going up on the windshield or anything like that. Nothing. But then to get in the car, it's not one button. It's three. You have to Weird. open the door. That's one button. Yeah. Get in the car. That's another button. <laughs> Start the car. Yeah, that's another button. That's another button. It's like, why can't it's I like just hit one button? Yeah, why can't you just open the door and then you go in it? Right. Or why can't you just jump through the windshield like you can in Saints Row? Yep. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's, I still think that's the best thing ever, and that should be in every game, where you can just like just run up to a car and jump through the windshield, and then you're in there. <laughs> <laughs> Very satisfying. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, it's so much fun. So I had so much fun with that. Yeah, that's a shame. I don't know. It was. It looked kind of. It looked kind of broken from when I saw in the trailer. So I was like, eh, I don't need to try that. I get the feeling that there's more to it. You know, to give them some credit, there's like, you go back to your your hideout. You can get on the computer and order new weapons and tools, and you can you know when you sneak around, like the environments do look nice. Like they put some some work into it. But it just feels like they sort of overstretched what they could do with their with their their budget, uh. and so I can't really recommend it. But I don't know, good effort. I don't know, two dollars. That's like back in the day. That was like a rental price, you know. That's not bad. I mean, a long time ago, it was yeah, two dollars. I mean, I think yeah. I will go back to it at least once or twice just to see what else is there. But, see, see what else oh, is the I, thief. I, I guess I'll, I should say that you start the game like immediately there's no real context like you just jump in there's some guy who calls you on the phone hey man you know good luck being a thief whatever <laughs> go around and then this you're place. just like out thieving there's no real story you don't know you don't have a character mm-hmm. there's no background to who you are or why you're doing this you're just like thrown right into it yeah 
Yeah. So I would think that you would like that though, because I know sometimes you say there's too much backstory. Like when you tried to play the the mech game, you were like, "There's too much, too much talking." You just wanted to go straight to being a robot. So I thought maybe. Yeah, sometimes, like but even I would like like a little bit of a lead in. It's just like, oh, I'm starting the game, and oh, here I am. Yeah. It's like uh, your 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 buddy calls you and says, "Hey, why don't you go thief those guys?" Okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's exactly. It. <laughs> That's what it feels like. I mean, is it is it, I mean, it's called like simulators. It's supposed to be like kind of like goat simulator where it like sort of is funny because it doesn't work well is it like kind of going for that no, sort of not at all aspect it's taking it serious because i know i know the speaking simulator is out we talked about that last year last week but yeah it's not along those lines no it, it would be more fun if it was but it just it, i guess i feel i feel like it lacks a personality too Oh yeah, There's a little bit of that going on. Yeah, it should be. It should have a little bit of humor with it, especially for like right. a low budget thing like that. I don't know. Yep. Is that what yep. you, is that all you've been playing? Yeah, in addition to the usual suspects, that's the only new thing. Did you were you able to play any of the Maximus, the Tetris Maximus? No, I the, didn't for mm-hmm. the uh, for the competition. It wasn't. A, you didn't really get anything from it. Like they give you a trophy. It, you don't even get it. It's like a like a uh, eight bit trophy thing you can get for wake making a hundred points, but what it, it, actually... what it means is and what I figured out is what it meant was that it was every a hundred points is how many points you get for getting a Tetris Maximus. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah every time you accumulate a hundred points, it shows you getting to that trophy again. And then, so I got 400 something points. So I got the equivalent of four first places. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. playing it probably like five or six hours. Yeah, you said that on the stream. I forgot that. All right, cool. Well, uh, let's take a break, and then we'll come back and talk about some new Uh, stuff. Cool. Hey, you. It's me, Mario. Yeah, you. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired. Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show. Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! Wow! With Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo Main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo Main. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and... Hey, Mario, let go! He's throwing us back to the show! So long, gay Bowser! Ah! Ah! 
patreon.com slash podcast. Game over. Talk about the news. Here is the news. I promise you, it's the news. Start off how we normally do. Talk about the releases for this week. So there's a couple things that are already out. Um, John mentioned this one on our notes, and I think it's kind of funny, worth mentioning. Avery Attorney. It's basically like Phoenix Wright, but you're a bird. This is what I is what I gather from this game. They really went with the, the Phoenix. <laughs> Yeah, I watched a little bit. Of, I watched some videos of it. I don't know. It looks funny. I guess. I mean, if I'm gonna yeah, play, if I'm gonna I think play, the art style is is remarkable. It's like an old, yeah, it's old timey, like right? It's like a ni- like an 1800s editorial cartoon. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's like a it, it's it's like monochrome. Like it's not really. It's like orange and black and stuff like that. Like it's supposed to kind of look like an old drawing. It's, it basically kind of makes me wish, just want to go back and play Phoenix Wright. But for anybody who's played all the Phoenix Wright stuff and wants more stuff like that, you know, you can check it out. I don't think it's, I don't think it's super expensive. Or was it? What was it like twenty? I think. For how Birds much seem is. to be a hot topic for video games. You know, you got that. You got Goose Game, Skatebird, Skatebird. Skate yeah, don't forget about Skatebird. Speaking of birds, well, they're not. Well, some of them look like birds. The uh, the Dark Crystal game is out that like Netflix game that was announced in mm-hmm. a direct many many times ago many years ago that 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 came out this week it's available right now as we're talking and there's a couple other games that will be able be available on the week the game the non portal portal type game is coming out on the fr- on Friday on four seven I might get that game I don't know I was debating it but I'm like I'm like do I need another like first person not first person game because I'm still you know, I still want to play through the rest of Alien Isolation. That's kind of my non-FPS FPS that I have on the back burner. So I may wait till I finish that one to get into the touring one. I know they're completely different games, but they kind of seem similar in my mind just because of the way they're played. You know, it's like, well, maybe I should only have this one. But it looks, I mean, it looks cool. We watched we watched the trailer last time. We were talking about the trailer last time. That's what's That's what's happening right now. Um, I talked about Echo. Uh, that one's that one's already out, and it's three dollars. It's on sale. So if you like the art style and stuff, why not? It's super cheap. There's a lot of stuff on sale. We mentioned a little bit of it. Uh, Thief Simulator, of course, is on sale ninety percent. Um, but a lot of indies are on sale on here, like Overcooked, like the Trion Trilogy, Guacamelee One and Two, Blossom Tales, Ukulele, etc. Is on there. Also, Saints Row Four, which uh, was a rumor before, but ended up being an actual thing. Is actually up for preload now, and it's on sale for thirty-five instead of forty. So it's already five dollars off. Wow! Which is kind of 
crazy that that yeah Saints Row Four. I don't know. They did yeah. that with three too. Wasn't it cheaper to buy it in advance? Yeah, yeah. Three was three was on sale from the beginning. Also, I think it was like thirty or something. I don't know, or maybe it was thirty five. Also, I, I kind of like that. I like they've been doing that a lot. Like they'll re- release a game with a discount on it, or like what I did with Samurai Showdown, where I bought it like a month ahead and it was a discount. You know, so I'm still waiting for the day that I get to play that game. And the mm-hmm. bonus game that I got with it, which I also can't play. But uh, yeah, but yeah, no, uh, plenty. Of, I'm not going to go through all of the all of the discounts, but I think they're worth a look if you want to go. If you want to go check them out. I thought about I thought about getting Guacamelee too because I did I did enjoy Guacamelee one quite a lot. So aside from the memes, it had too much memes in it that did kind of bother me. Where there where there's like stuff in the game that has to do with some internet joke. Oh really? I don't I don't like I don't like that in games because it makes it. Makes the game it will make it. Yeah, it dates it and it takes me out of it. and Makes it feel less timeless. You know, I don't. I don't really. You know, because I don't know. I I figured. I maybe this is just me putting too much on games, but I always feel like games should be their own thing. They should be apart from. And I know internet and games are very much synonymous with each other. So, whatever. I'm probably wrong in that, but but it was like. It's like, do we need jokes about that? And there are a lot of references to Metroid because, of course, it's a Metroidvania-ish game, but. But they're cool. I mean, the graphics are really cool. They control really well. You know, if you're not tired of that type of thing, it's definitely one that's worth looking at. Those trying games are a lot of fun, too, for, like, two-player 2D stuff. Uh, so, And, of course, like, Overcooked as well is on there. Which we could talk about that other Overcooked now, if you want to. We could skip to that, and then we'll skip back to the other stuff. Sure. Yeah, there's a new, like, Overcooked-style game that was announced called Moving Out. Like that Billy Joel song. I mean, I don't think it's that. like da 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 da. That one, right? You ought to know That's by it. now, isn't that it? Uh-uh. I'm moving out. Yeah, whatever. They 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 all sound the same in my head. But no, it's like a yeah, it's a co-op game where you're just very frantically moving stuff out. I just saw. I watched the trailer and. I just remember there was a guy carrying a box and just like he just runs directly like through the front window and just everything breaks and I'm like that's funny that looks fun I'm interested in that it looks like so. Overcooked meets the Stretchers oh yeah totally yep. it, it definitely had a Stretchers vibe in there so uh, yeah so yeah even no, kind of looks like Animal Crossing a little bit stylistically yeah so I'm, I'm intrigued I'm intrigued by it it's uh coming out it's got a it's got a date too it's coming out on the 28th so of April so yeah. I, th- I think it looks fun, cute, silly, zany, whatever. Yeah, it is kind of Animal Crush and E. But since you're like carrying couches together, that's very much like stretchers, you know, type stuff. So it's pretty cool. Nintendo has a financial report for April yeah. through December. They're still selling well. I mean, I figured. Switch but, is killing it. Yeah. They're, yeah, uh, so they said um, Pokemon Sword and Shield sold 16.06 million units worldwide. Uh, Mario Maker 2 is at 5 million. Uh, Luigi's Mansion 3, also at 5 million. And then as of December 31st, Nintendo reached 52.48 million lifetime Switch console sales, mm. including 5.19 million of the lights. Dang. I don't know if it was on here. Somewhere I saw like a full list of what the, of what the most, the highest selling Switch games were. And the number one is Mario Kart 8, which I found surprising. Because, oh, I believe it. Because I don't own that. 
game. They pushed it real hard, like at the <laughs> right launch. Oh yeah. yeah, I mean, well, and also like anybody who didn't get a Wii U, you buy it, you know, buy it a hundred percent because it's such a good game. But, but yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, I guess, yeah, bigger, bigger install base and a lot. Mario Kart is a game that a lot of people can play. A lot of people really like it. It has like mass appeal. And the Switch is two player out of the box. Yeah, that's true. You put all that into perspective. Um, the Switch has overtaken the Super Nintendo in lifetime hardware sales. Not only the Super Nintendo, but also the Xbox One. That's crazy. Can't believe that. Yeah. And the Xbox One had, what, a two-year jump on the Switch? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. I wonder how far, I wonder how far it is from... Years. I wonder how far it is from the PS4. I don't know where that's at. That would be interesting if it overtook the PS4. Well, because that one has a lot. That one has a lot of stuff uh-huh. on it. That's cool, though. Way to go, Switch! Still going strong. <clears throat> All these rumors about a new one. I mean, do they really need a new one? Well, that's actually going? that's a rumor thing that I want to talk about. Nintendo put the stop on the Switch Pro rumor. At least for 2020. At least for 2020, yeah. Mm-hmm. They said, they said, nit. They said nine. Said that, <laughs> but they said no. Said no to it, however they said it. But yeah. Which I'm happy. So we can stop talking about the Switch Pro. Instead, we can hope, you know, instead of a new piece of hardware for the holidays, we're going to get a crazy AAA hit. Let's hope. Let's hope. Well, I mean, I, I was, I'm still under the impression that Zelda 2 is coming out at the end of the year. That's what I think, regardless very, of what, very what's optimistic you know, of you. What, regardless of what people who don't know anything on the internet say. Yeah, but you know, that is one of the rumors that the, Breath of the Wild Two yeah. was delayed, is going to be delayed. Yeah, not so, coming out this year. So the ru- okay, so so I had to so I had to look into this. So this guy Sabby has never predicted anything ever, and all of a sudden people are reporting on him. I really don't understand this. Like what? What does it take to be to all of the cut all of a sudden become an internet be, become an internet rumor person? Because I, I looked at it, I looked at his Twitter to try to figure out if he had ever predicted anything that had actually happened in real life, and I found nothing. So why? I basically, what I, from what I gathered is that he's just a fucking college kid that like made his own website and he just puts his shit on there, and somebody thought that that was an actual newsworthy thing and re, and like reposted it. Is kind of what I gathered because he said, didn't he say a bunch of shit about like Smash Brothers characters that never happened? I just I find it, I find it annoying that it's all of a sudden like person on Twitter said thing about Nintendo. This is news. It's like really, especially this guy because he hasn't ever been right on anything. So why should we care what he says or think or why does he why is he all of a sudden an industry insider? Just because he has I his own Nintendo was, website. I, I thought I heard him. Somebody say that he was right on on one big thing, and that's sort of what started him. What, what, what was this thing? A, yep. What I was think. this thing? Did you go look for that thing? Think I'm it, look for the thing. You think that he would put Let's it? See. You think he'd put it on his fucking Twitter profile and say like, "Hey, I was right <laughs> about something." Because I looked through all of it, I looked through a bunch of his tweets, and all I saw that he was that he was a fucking college kid, so that he's like in journalism school, and then he has mm-hmm. that he has like a website, and it's like okay. All right, I'm just I'm just annoyed by him because like cuz like he he tweeted like this week that he tweeted like a fucking emoji that says that says Z's like snores and somebody reported that as news. I'm like, "Wow. Some of this shit is really fucking stupid." Like <laughs> that's what I've learned from doing this podcast is that people report on anything. 
And some of it's fucking dumb and not even worth reporting at all. So, yeah. That's my thoughts on Sabi. Go ahead and at me, dude. I'm tired <laughs> tired of your stuff. I just don't, I just don't believe anything that he says because I've never I have have no I've seen no proof of him actually of him actually being right on anything. He just seems like just a fucking kid. I mean, I can say some shit. Like why don't why don't you like say that, you know, report on me uh and on me predicting things. I predict things all the time, every week on this show. Just saying. I don't know. He's he said some shit. He said that there's two directs scheduled for this month. Well, duh, probably there's two ones because there's a smash because there's a Animal Crossing coming out. I'm sure there's a separate Animal Crossing direct. Not a big rocket science prediction there. Um, <laughs> there might be a Mar- new Mario Kart. Well, duh, Mario Kart Eight is what ten years old now. Yep. Um, <laughs> Six. <years. laughs> uh, Breath of the Wild Two might not come out. Well, how many Zelda games have been delayed? Yep, you're a smart one. Pretty much every single one. Yeah. Um, Yep. Uh, the funniest one, which I really hope, I don't know if this is, I don't think this is directly from Sabby, but, uh, the, the name of the Zelda game, God, I really hope that's not real. It sounds so bad that it sounds like a J.J. Abrams directed Star Wars movie. Um, <laughs> Star Wars Bond of the Force. I actually put that in by accident when I was doing the notes because I thought it was a fucking <laughs> Star Wars title, right? Bond yeah, of the, Bond of, that. the name Bond of the, Tri- Bond Force. Of the Triforce. The Triforce Awakens. <laughs> oh my yeah. god! Uh, yeah, I don't know. I thought it sounded like a pretty bad name, but the last Hyrule, the last Hyrule. Yeah, I like that one though. That's the only one I liked. But uh, yeah, <clears throat> I don't know. It's a it's a silly name. It seems kind of like a made up one that somebody was just like, all right, here. Unless unless the bond means that you can switch between Link and Zelda, I would I would forgive it if that's what it is. <clears throat> Which I think is what. <laughs> is being implied and kind of what you can gather from seeing the trailer. It makes you think maybe Zelda is going to be playable. That would be very cool. Also leading up to the release of breath of the wild. That's what everybody was hoping. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, we all kind of want that. I mean, we're, we're all like so nostalgic of that from that CDI game that she was playable in. Yeah. We just really, <laughs> we just really want to see it again. And I just wanted to expand upon her moveset in uh smash brothers. You know, I want her to yeah. have her own game. There's a, I like I like your notes here, John. It just says evidence this screenshot, and it's a picture of the Pierce Brosnan <laughs> Bond with with the Triforce in his hand. So I appreciate that. I don't think I don't that's think really that's uh, that's where they're going I, for. I had that image in my mind as soon as I saw that that uh, title and you had made to it be, reality. You had to go to for the Pierce Brosnan one, right? Because more video that's game right. related. Because oh, oh, he has more reference. Yeah, because he has more games, and he's got yeah a, fa- a popular Nintendo game. Yeah, well, I mean, I think most of the... I, I mean, I know there was, like, a Connery, a Sean Connery game on, like, they like when they'd kind of, like, run the... There was no Golden 964, though. Yeah, when, when they had sort of, like, run the Bond license thin, they decided that they were going to start making games based on Sean Connery movies, which I actually have one. I have a From Russia With Love, which I think was the only one they made on GameCube, just because I bought it for dirt cheap at MGC, probably, but... Yeah, but when they were doing those those uh, third person ones, which I thought were pretty good, I don't know, because they were like writing new ones with Pierce Brosnan in it, and then they finally like did something else. But whatever, enough Bond stuff. I don't know. Do you do you guys? I mean, do you think? I was thinking that that Nintendo would want to like get Zelda out because of the other systems that are on the horizon. I thought that I figured that was a big deal because if you want if you want to mm-hmm. outsell PlayStation Five and Xbox 
uh, flippy dippy or whatever it's well, called. Didn't, uh, <laughs> um, didn't, you should... uh, and Majora's Mask came out the same day as the PS2, right? It did, yes. And that actually further green mm, true. Yeah, which which led to more sales of which was that. the last console Zelda yeah. sequel. Yeah, I mean, I felt unless like you want to count unless you want to count which because I guess well this was the same where Breath of the Wild was a transitional game. So was the case on the Wii. GameCube. Well, GameCube but had a sequel. I think that you know, yes, as far as having Zelda out for the um, for the other console launches, I think that Mario Kart Nine it would be at least as big of a game. I mean, it's already the number one game on Switch, mm-hmm. as we just said. So if they did have to push Breath of the Wild back, you know, and Miyamoto saying, you know, a good game you know, or a bad game is bad forever, right? I could yeah. see them putting Mario Kart 9 in that slot and being totally okay with that. I mean, I would like I would like to see a Mario Kart 9. I'm just saying that I don't buy I don't buy into this hobby stuff because he has I mean, you know, prove me wrong, kid. I'm just I'm just waiting I'm just waiting for him to actually be right about something cuz as far as I know, I found no evidence. If somebody found something, you know, feel free to tell me about that. I don't know. I commented on an NVC thing about it and nobody responded to me. Cuz I was just like, why do you hit why does why does anybody believe this kid? Like he I see no evidence of him being correct on anything. Like he like he says that he like I'm pretty sure the website that he works for or whatever is his website that he started in college. So it's like maybe I don't know. It's like maybe he was in a position that he would have heard things, but I don't know. I mean it sounds and I was annoyed by Emily Rogers too, but I think she got like one thing right occasionally, right? I don't think any of his predictions have been right. He just like came out of nowhere and was all of a sudden predicting stuff, so it's like I don't know, maybe they're all the same people and they just change their name once they get it annoyed of the other one maybe it's like the rebirth of emily rogers here who knows but she got like a couple things right i think but yeah i don't I don't know I, i'm still i'm i'm betting i'm still betting that zelda's gonna come out this year and i think they're gonna try real hard for it to come out this year that's that's what i think because like i said they gotta have something big to compete with the other systems and breath of the wild was huge like it was very huge i know it's not the highest selling game but you know but if you want to make another Mario Kart, please do, because I don't have one for my Switch, aside from the Super Nintendo one. So, you know, that'll give me a reason to buy one. And, of course, I'd be excited about that, because I like those games. Now, oh, I don't... Okay, I found I found the thing that he was right about. Wonderful one. So, this says um, he was accurate about E3 announcements ahead of time from Nintendo. For what? what this was they? in 2019. What were they? No. What were the announcements? The announcements were, let's see, late May, Twitter user Savvy claimed they, along with a few others, would learn everything set to appear in Nintendo's E3 2019 direct video the day before it goes live. Well, I'm glad I didn't read his shit, because he would have really spoiled it for me. But I don't, I, I haven't heard his name at all until, like, this year, I feel like. He published accurate information about Microsoft and Bethesda's E3 media briefing including Keanu Reeves' appearance in Cyberpunk 2077. Oh, so he, he wasn't the uh, guy Project that... Scarlet Details. He wasn't the guy who said that uh, Miyamoto was going to be at that event? Because <laughs> I remember that. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Right. I still don't believe any of his shit. But, yeah, I guess he, he saw a leak of uh, the day before. I mean, there's leaks all over the place for that. But, I mean, I'm not saying that I don't want a Mario Kart 9. I'm just, I just don't buy any of his, any of his predictions. And don't report on when he says nothing's happening this week. Come on, people. Find something better to write about. This person writes for Nintendo Soup 
And you follow that site on Twitter, Trey. So maybe they're a, <laughs> maybe you just followed them one day, not thinking about it. But yeah, well, I think I I probably just followed most things that have Nintendo on it. But I thought that was his website that he created. Maybe is, is what is what I got from that. But enough about him. Let's let's move on to let's move on to other things. Um, I don't know. I don't know if he predicted it or not, but Wonderful One Hundred and One went up for a Kickstarter, which is awesome because that shit got. I was just watching the Kickstarter grow. Like I just clicked on it, and it just like mm-hmm. kept going up and up and up and up. And they they like and I looked. I had just heard about it, and I looked at it, and it was already at four hundred thousand. So currently, it's at one point three million. Yeah, they should. Yeah. I mean, it. And also, it. I found it really weird. That like a big company or fairly big company like Platinum would put out a Kickstarter, you know. But I thought maybe because they wanted to make it multiple system, maybe Nintendo wouldn't mm-hmm. fund it. Because didn't Nintendo? I'm pretty sure Nintendo produced the original Wonderful One Hundred One because it was a Wii U exclusive. And I'm pretty sure they produced. Well, I know they produced Bayonetta two, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure they produ- they produced Astral Chain also. So it's kind of weird for them to have a Switch game that they need funding for. You know, because Nintendo's been funding most of their stuff. It just seems kind of strange. But I mean, th- it's amazing. I think like, it's because I think it's because they wanted to do multi-platform. Yeah, pro- I mean that's that's what was what my guess was. But did I? I know you guys look through some of the uh, some of the things that you get for giving like a certain amount of money, mm-hmm. and there's some pretty hilarious stuff on there. Most importantly, one that of course we have to talk about is. For a certain amount of level, for a certain amount, you can get blocked by the creator on Twitter. I found I found that absolutely hysterical because why? <laughs> I mean, is after that, that I, later on they added another tier where it's like the very top tier. If he reaches that, he unblocks everybody. <laughs> he'll block, he'll unblock you. Yeah, but I I would rather be blocked. I think it's just kind of funny. I mean, I guess that some people they they want that, like they want to be blocked by a certain celebrity or whatever on the internet. But I just think it'd be funny, yeah. But that, that's hilarious that that's an offer. I just, yeah, it's funny, and a lot of the stuff that's on here is pretty intriguing. Like, uh, like you can get you can get like a CD, like there's a there's an unabridged CD, or you can get like a four disc full soundtrack. There's a record on there. There's a vinyl. There's like masks, there's like a leather jacket you can get, there's toys, there's a comic book, diorama. I don't know. I mean, I was like, wow, there's there's a lot of cool shit. I don't want to go get it on Wii U because I bet the price will start to go down. I mean, it's already $20, I think, digital. Maybe I'll get it for 15 Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's a $60 game, so... I'm pretty sure I fact, got it pretty cheap. Yeah, you got it less... You got it less because it was. I remember it was on sale on the eShop for twenty, and I think you ordered it for like ten or something physical. Yeah. That was not long before we did the episode about it, which that was quite a while ago. That was one hundred and one, and we're at two hundred and five. So, oh, of course, it was yeah, episodes ago. yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's crazy. I mean, I wish I really. I, I kind of. I know that like some people are kind of like not so positive about like Kickstarters and stuff like that because some of because you know sometimes they end up like wonderful not wonderful one on one but uh mighty number no. nine you know stuff like that where people funded it but didn't come out exactly how they wanted it or like sometimes you fund them and they don't happen and maybe you lose money on it or you don't get your funds whatever but this one seems like I don't know make, makes you want makes me think that I wish more people would do this you know just be like hey who wants this game especially platinum they got a lot of games in the backlog 
And I know like a friend of the show, uh, Bob Mackey said on uh, Twitter that uh, he, he said, that he's like, all right, so now do, so now do a uh, beautiful Joe collection. Oh, yeah. And I think that's still owned by Capcom, but I, I really, that would be awesome. I would love that. I would love to see a beautiful Joe HD game where they clean up all the sprites and all that. Mm-hmm. That would be mm-hmm. bad. That would be that would be badass because I, I really like those games. They'd be cool Go for if they, Mad World. Oh, Mad World! It'd be cool if they found a way to throw uh, the DS one in there, which would be hard because you use the touchscreen for it. But that one was really cool too. But yeah, Mad World would be would be a cool one to throw in there. I don't think anybody owns that necessarily, so you could probably easily get that on there. Like some sort of it would be weird. It would be weird to try to do it without the motion controls, but it would be better if they took them out. I think I think it'd make it a little bit more playable. But yeah, no, I mean, that's cool. I mean, Platinum, you know, re-release some other stuff. How about God Hand? <laughs> that that uh, do you remember that controversial game, God Hand? I didn't remember the name. I don't remember the game itself. So like the the whole thing that I thought was controversial, and it's and it's from IGN. So so IGN like reviewed it and gave it like a two, but then they also put it on put it like in a decent spot on their top one hundred best PlayStation three games of all time. Which is kind of funny because, <laughs> well, I know different stuff is reviewed by different people, but it was a very divisive game. Like, I've seen like people either hated it or really liked it. So it was kind of like, it was just funny because one person was like, this game is trash. And then the other person was like, no, it's great. It's like in the, it's a game you should own, you know? It's like, okay. <laughs> so it's like, all right. I, I, I watched a little bit of it. It was a really strange ass game, but if it came out and it was a certain, and it was a decent price, I don't know. I'd give it a go again. It was very much like, it was very much along the lines of like Devil's Third, like that type of like weird, weird, strange, broken but kind of fun game. You know, this is kind of it's kind of where that was at. But but yeah, where where were we on this? I kind of got lost in whatever we were talking about. We were talking about uh, where were games we? announced one of one hundred and one. Uh, oh, we talked about yeah. Saints Row oh, Four. Yeah, yeah, we, we talked <laughs> about got that earlier. This week. We did. We t- we talked we talked about all that stuff. Yeah. Um, little town hero. Has a physical edition. I keep forgetting that I own that game. Big but. idea edition. <laughs> I, I, that's another one that I'm like, I should try playing that again because I I only played it through like the tutorial, pretty much. And then everybody was, I don't know. I I guess I probably didn't go back to it because a lot of people were really like hating on it, and I was like, oh well. Looks like and, it comes with a lot of stuff too. So yeah. comes with uh, not only the game, but uh, an art book. Comes with a poster, a lapel pin set. The official soundtrack and a collector's box, all for fifty bucks. Yeah, well, the re- the regular game I think was twenty something. Okay, because I didn't pay. I I remember I was kind of blown away that it was so cheap because it looked like a, you know, because it looked like such a big game freak, and like I'm like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. no, they're making this big game, and and it's funny that it also got this one was controversial as well because of like, you know, people blaming this for their Pokemon hatred, you know, being like. Saying that the Pokemon Sword and Shield was bad because uh <laughs> because they put all of their effort into ta- yeah, Town Hero, uh, Game Freak did, and it's just like wow. so dumb. But I don't know. Let yeah. them do something else. You know, come on. Yeah, I mean, uh, remember, it's not like the exact same people were doing both. No, they weren't. And uh, <laughs> and also like you know, Game Freak did like did the fucking the solitaire horse game that was awesome. Like that was a great spin-off game. Like why you got to be angry about that stuff? I don't know, whatever. People are dumb on the internet. But yeah, it was like uh it's just I don't know, it always reminds me of that. And and once again, it's another game that I have on my on my Switch that I just forget that I have. 
that I've barely played. But I was like, I'll come back to that at some point. But you know, you know where all my all my RPG love has been. You know, it's all been in the Dragon Quest world. So it's kind of where yep. been where I've at. But there's another Phoenix Wright style game coming out that was announced called Lights Camera Murder. No, it's actually the that's not the actual name of it. That's the name of the what they said on there. Oh, it's, what was the name of it? It's it's Murder by Numbers, I think. Yeah, Mur- yeah, Murder by Numbers. Because I, I was looking for it to see if it was on the shop anywhere, and this one was actually was announced in one of the indie directs, I think. But you know, friend of the show Bob Mackey mentioned it, so it was like, so I was like, oh yeah, this was the one that was like combining like Phoenix Wright and uh, Picross. That's what it looked like. Mm. But, oh right, I remember now. Yeah. Yep. Could be really fun, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's another one that I just I'd forgotten about it, and I was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah that that looks cool. Um, yeah, but it's called uh, Murder by Numbers. Do you know? Do you any know anything about Ty, Ty the Tasmanian Tiger? I remember the name, but don't remember. I remember what I mean. I know what the guy looks like, but I never played it. I never played it either. But it seems like from from what people are saying on different forums that that people have a fondness for it. I never thought it was anything great. I never tried it, but it just never struck me as anything remarkable. What was is that? That's not the one that was re-released on Wii U, is it? Do you remember there was a three D there was a three D actiony like PlayStation One game that was on Wii U, which I actually bought. Oh, you're thinking of uh, oh no, you're not thinking of Crash Bandicoot, are you? <laughs> no, no, I know I know who Crash Bandicoot is. No, I thought it was Ty something. That's that's why that's why I was there thinking. There was Crack and the Power of Juju. No, it wasn't Tack in the Power. Tack, there's Croc. Here, hold on. I'm going to find out right now. There is Block. There's Spock. I think that it says here that uh, it was a Kickstarter campaign that was ran last year, so I doubt it was on the Wii U. It wasn't. I know it wasn't the Ty Tasmanian Tiger, but I'm just really, I just want to, I just need to know what it is. It's driving me crazy. I mean, I have my Wii U right here, so I'll just, you know, in, in about 30 minutes, I'll tell you, uh, what it is, because you remember how long it takes the Wii U to boot up. Mm-hmm. I'm kidding. It's not that bad. It's 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 already up. I've been playing my Wii U more lately. I uh, don't know where the charging cable is for my controller. Yeah, I saw you put that on Twitter. Because I haven't charged it in so long, and it uses mini USB, which like nothing uses that. The, uh, the game that I was trying to find is uh, Legend of K Anniversary Edition. Okay. So it's, I mean, Ty, Ty K, you know, it's close. That's why, that's why I thought of it. Yeah, I got that game, and I was, I wasn't really into it. I'm glad you're still playing your Wii U. I mean, I, I kind of the Wii U was fun. Like I said, talking about earlier about like, you know, it had like a much better virtual console. I mean, well, there is no virtual console. I mean, I got it out for the for the bowling. Are you, are you playing? Play. You're not playing Wii Wii Sports Club, are you? No. Yeah, I, I, I thought about I thought about getting that. Well, because you can buy the game like buy the sport on that, right? You can buy them all separately. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I have I have all of them. I know, I know. You need the Motion Plus for the Wii Sports Resort, and you might need it for the for the Sports Club one. So maybe I should just go with the regular one because I wanted to play. I wanted to play Monkey Ball Bowling again and like Wii Sports Bowling, just yeah. kind of to, you know, just remind me of all the different bowlings that I played. And of course, I have the, I have the uh, whatever it's called uh, the SNK Bowling game. On my Switch as well. So, remembering all the, uh, it's just so fun to play the Game Boy Advance games on the the Wii U Virtual Console. It's like 
it was some of the best part of it. And I and I was so I I love that you could play th- that you could play DS games on it with the two screens. Like uh-huh. that was so cool. Like I was I was able to play Mario Kart DS on the on the on a big screen. You know, which I love that game. It's definitely a stopgap, I think. Yeah. It didn't make very many ports, but or like it was or, cool. Yeah. Busted. Or like or like the highly underrated uh, Star Fox Command. I really like that mm-hmm. game a lot. It was really cool to play that on a TV too. And it was such a weird. It was just such a weird world that we lived in, where I could like, you know, watch. I'm watching the the, the R wing fly around on the TV, and I'm controlling it with a stylus on a touchpad on my on my you know on a on a controller on me. It's just it was just bizarre. It was a bizarre world. Or like trying to play like Yoshi's Island DS on there and watch somehow watch the TV and like the. Uh, and the remote at the same time because you know it's meant meant for you to be able screen. to see. Well, yeah, it's meant for you to be able to see both screens because stuff happens on the top that you can shoot at or whatever. So that doesn't really work for that, but you know some things are better. And it was also kind of cool to like turn the to be able to turn it on the side and play it play it like that, which you could do on the Switch if they would have ever get around to that. You know, for like only touchscreen DS games, they could do that, or you turn it on the side and play it with the two screens. I don't know. wishful thinking, but the, yeah, the Wii U. It's still a good system. Uh, let's. But speaking, of, speaking about systems, we haven't even talked about it yet. Um, Animal Crossing New Horizon is getting a new Switch, and uh, I think it looks fucking cool. Like uh, I, I sent, I sent the link to Jess, and uh, she immediately said, "I now understand why you were so obsessed with that uh, Dragon Quest Eleven Switch that we were trying to find in Japan <laughs> because she felt the same way about this one. Like she already has a Switch, she doesn't need another one." But she really wants that one because it's an Animal Crossing one. It looks really neat. Like the arts on it that is good. Like the the colors are really good. It's very much like that's very much like her like favorite type of colors. Like what like what's on there? Like the kind of it's all pastels. Yeah, yeah. So well, I know somebody so, who's got a chip in his switch. You might need a new one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And and the cool thing is that you don't you don't necessarily need to buy like the whole thing through Japan, right? You can buy everything separately. Like you can buy your own. Uh, Joy-Cons. Yeah, you can buy a separate dock and a separate Joy-Con um, by Nintendo of Japan. Yeah, which and they, sounds like a lot of trouble, but if that's what you, if you really want it, do it. The weirdest thing though is you can even buy an empty box. They're selling <laughs> the box for, for the console separate from everything else. I guess they just know that that's going to be a collector's item, so why not? They're going to make some money off of it. You can buy the empty box. What? <laughs> you can. That sounds like a made-up thing. I mean, don't that's a factual thing. The Nintendo of Japan did sell uh, the Labo box that you could get to store your Labo. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, I mean, I it's just we're getting closer and closer, and there's supposed to be we're supposed to know soon, or there, it's supposed to be up for preload soon, but I haven't seen it yet. But uh, yeah, from what I heard, it's supposed to drop on the Japanese shop like this week, and I also read a rumor that it was going to be about around six gigs for download. I heard so, that too. Yep. Hopefully that's the case. That's not a whole lot, and and of course, um, it, it's confirmed that it's like one, you know, one island per switch, which I'm pretty sure we talked about already. But yeah, but yeah, we have we have that happening as well. So it's always cool to see new Animal Crossing stuff. Uh, amiibo support. I don't know if that's just going to be with the amiibo cards. There's a lot of Animal Crossing amiibo out there, so hopefully, you know, we can actually do something. Like the only amiibo I have, so yeah. I have a couple others, but. All these Animal Crossing amiibos I just got for five bucks each. I'm uh-huh. putting to use. Yeah, 
Yeah, so John can actually use. You can use some of your amiibo in there. Mm-hmm. Which I think you can use. I mean, you can scan those uh, for Breath of the Wild, get some extra stuff with it. Yeah, no, I, I'm uh, I'm excited about it. I, I really, yeah, I'm wondering how complicated it's going to be through the Nintendo Japan eShop thing. But I'm going to try to do it. See if we can get see if we can j- get just the Joy Cons for Jess. You know, that'd be that'd be cool. Yeah, there's there's the empty box thing <laughs> you're talking about. I know they do that on, e- on eBay, but I didn't think Nintendo would just straight up do that. You can just build it yourself. That's 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 fun. And you can carry your Switch around now. Yeah, actually, a friend of the show, well, uh, yeah, friend of the show, fan of the show, uh, Jesse Folks, was actually, te- actually texted me about this not that long ago. He asked me if, uh, if I knew, if I, if I knew, like, when the, when they were going to go on sale, cause he was trying to get the Super Nintendo controllers for the Switch. And, uh, I told him I didn't. And he also said, he's like, hey, I heard that, like, some people can get them and some people can't. So he asked me to take a look at it. And of course, it was unavailable for me as well and him. But, so it was what it like it came out it was up for a second and then it went away. Have you guys been following like this? Like a second. At all? Yeah. It was gone by I think I checked at noon California time it was gone by then. But they did say on the website, this still says on the website, please check back for more news in February twenty twenty. Which is right now. We're we're yeah. a week into that. So yeah, just uh stay on it, I guess. Uh so that's gonna be something that they announce at the direct. You think? I bet. The controllers. And it's back in stock now. Oh, well, yeah. I would think that would be just something they just wait for it to happen. Did it, I, don't, I feel like once I think, they... I think they're going to, on the direction, they're going to announce new new Super Nintendo games uh, for the month. And, by the way, controllers back in stock. Yeah. Well, I hope so. I feel like once they announce something, they don't really talk about when it's available on, on, on directs. They don't really do that a whole lot. But it would help for anybody who's trying to get them. You know, <laughs> Nintendo reaffirmed the 2022 release date for the Super Mario Brothers movie. They did. Yeah. I didn't know that that so, was what the date was. I knew it was just really far in advance because, you know, animated movies like that, they take a long time to make. So, <laughs> so I was, you know, I was aware of that, but yeah. Yep. And this is um, basically they had their big financial report meeting, whatever you want to call it. And this went over. This is one of the things they they went over in that meeting, just to reaffirm the um, the release date. And they also talked about. Well, Miyamoto explained um, why he approved another Mario movie. And I mean, basically, it's just exactly what you expect. He just wanted to be done right. Well, he he wanted to 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 bring the IP to other other forums, and especially with video. So, but yeah. Yeah, that's basically yeah. He wants, wants the reason it, wants them to be done right. You know. Yep. I'm still yeah. I'm, I don't know. Not excited about it. I'm just uh, cautiously optimistic, I guess. Or that's what I'll or say the too. other, or cautiously I'm, cautiously pessimistic. One or the other. I don't know because I'm just kind of uh, I don't know. I'll have to they see. Pick the guys who did the minions, you know, it's like eh, the, the, those on. movies are kind of funny. I guess I don't. Know. We were watching one of them at my mom's house over Christmas, and they don't strike. I never pretty seen funny. Them. Okay. Full disclosure, I've never seen him. Yeah. But they strike me as something that, like, uses topical humor or, like, even in the ads, they do, like, you know, fart jokes or whatever. Yeah. I mean, so there's some there's some pretty good lines in there from, from whatever yeah. one we were watching. There's some funny stuff in there. I guess and they th- do have Trey Parker in the third one, right? They're doing, I don't know. I know, I know they're doing, they're doing a prequel that takes place in 70. 
in the in the seventies, the rise of Gru. I saw saw a trailer for that. I think it was. I think the yeah, newest it was, Minion movie. It was. It was during. It was what? The newest Minion movie. Yeah. Is a is a prequel. It, it was. I saw it during the Super Bowl. Maybe we talked about how the rabbits and the minions were like the same thing. They are kind They're of the same, yeah. Except for they the rabbits, like it. Except for I think the rabbits are more annoying because they just scream constantly. <laughs> I mean, it bothers me more because it's all like ah. You remember the rabbits? Remember when they were like kind of cool for like a day? I do want to now. Now that we're on the movie topic, I do want to talk about the Sonic thing from last week. Cause I hadn't, I hadn't watched the music video and I watched it last week and I actually liked it. I thought it was, I thought it was cool. I liked the song. I liked the graphics that they did. I liked that they were running with Sonic and all that. And I like how they like blew on the cartridge when it started and all that. I thought it was all right. And, uh, I watched the, I watched the music video. Well, I watched, I don't think I watched it all the way through, but I watched it enough to like get into the song. I actually put the song. It was the outro of last, of last week's episode. I liked it that much. So, so I put it on there, but there was a scene in there that actually made me laugh out loud, or I chuckled at it, was the one where Sonic's like playing darts, and he plays darts really quickly, but he sucks at it. He's just throwing darts at everything, and I thought that was funny, because he, cause he like, cause there's darts in like all the beers. It's like at a bar. I just, I did, it was unexpected, you know. I, I thought that it was going to be like, oh, I threw like three bullseyes in a row, but he just throws them really fast, and they're just everywhere, and that's that's funny. That's funny to me. Have you decided if you're going to see the movie? Uh, I'm probably. Not, I don't know. I mean, uh, I mean, the High Fidelity TV show comes out like on the same day, so I, 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 might, I, might, I, might, I might have to stay home. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't think I don't think I could get just to go to the theater to see Sonic to, to see Sonic the Hedgehog the movie. But you never know. I did get her to see Detective Pikachu, so who knows. But it's not really – it's not in the plans for me. I haven't really been planning a viewing event around it or anything like that. So I'm undecided. I don't know. Yeah, I'm undecided too. I guess we'll wait and see what people are saying about it. Maybe if they – if it has decent reviews, I'll check it out. But I, it's really not on my – not on my list of events. I don't movies. think I'm going to see it in theaters. But speaking, speaking of other things I haven't seen, uh, Castlevania <laughs> Season 3 – as a release date, speak uh, things I haven't seen is Castlevania season two. That's what Same. I mean. I watched the I first watched, one. Like, the first episode, I think. Yeah, I've I watched two episodes of season two. I don't know if I even watched one episode of it. I don't think I watched any of it. I watched the first season. and I was like, oh, okay, that's all right, and then I just didn't watch anymore. I don't the know. The release date is going to be uh, March third, March fifth. Uh, excuse me. I mean, I mentioned this on the show before, but most of the TV watching I do with Jess, and when I'm hanging out by myself, I pretty much play just play games primarily. So I have my occasional, like, I'm eating dinner by myself thing that I watch, which will either be, like, mostly wrestling, so I don't know. So I haven't really gotten around to it yet, but I don't know. I mean, it still looks about the same. Are you guys any, are you planning on trying to watch the third season or finish the second season? Possibly. Yeah. I'm still. I'm. I'm kind of. To this point, I almost need to like watch season one again and know what the hell is happening in season two. That's why I stopped watching season two actually because I couldn't remember mm-hmm. the plot of season one. I'm still. I'm, I'm mad at Netflix for number one not paying taxes last year, and uh, <laughs> and, and number two. Uh, I'm still. I'm not happy about this live action One Piece thing that they say they're doing. <laughs> that sounds like the worst idea yeah. of all time. They got. I mean. If you know anything about One Piece the series, like 
there's a reason that well it's it's a comic it was a comic first before it was a show but the characters are so ridiculously ridiculous that you need a lot of special effects for it i mean the main character is basically reed richards from well a really stupid reed richards from the fantastic four you know he's like incredibly stretchy indestructible so that already is some is some high budget stuff and their characters are just all of them are like super outlandish and just out there so you're gonna have need to have a high budget for that to make it look decent so it's a weird idea uh not really a good one but i don't know it seems like something that no one wanted much like what you have down here about uh scott pilgrim too <laughs> i know that's yeah, uh, so, i know um, I, I've, I mentioned it yeah we talked about that before i know that's one of your favorite movies john i love that movie. That's the first one it's i great i think you i think it was built up too much for me i think i had it way too hyped up and I, I just, really liked it. I didn't like it when I when I finally got around to watching it. I thought it was fine, but I just because you got a Zelda song in your movie doesn't make you the best movie of all time. I'm sorry, but also but I, I didn't think it leaned. That's what I liked about it. Yeah. I did not think that it leaned too much on the video game stuff. I thought it had its own its own story, yeah. and um, I did. It was well told, well made. Yeah, I just I I've, I don't know. I didn't like the characters. I don't like Michael Sarah. I thought that his girlfriend was terrible to him through the whole movie, or whatever the girl he was trying to date. And I thought he should have went with that Asian chick that he was that he was with before because she was way cooler. He was kind of terrible too. Yeah, I mean they both suck. So I mean I don't don't need to see them in another movie. But I don't know. That's my own thoughts. But I read the I I read the comics, and one of the reasons I liked it so much is that it was exactly like it seemed like exactly like the comics. Yeah, I mean, but I never I never read the comics, but. If it was like the comics, I probably wouldn't have liked those either. <laughs> I read the comics like, too. I liked them because I didn't really care for. I mean, yeah, I talked to a person that was like, "Yeah, I didn't think the comic was good either." I was like, All right. but yeah, no, I mean, I, I just didn't. Yeah, I didn't feel like it was like some amazing movie. I thought it was just a movie that was whatever, and it was entertaining for what it was. But I had no reason to see it again. Had I encourage you to see it again. I will not. So. <laughs> Sorry about but that. But the news, though, was that um, the actress who played Ramona Flowers, uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, she said um, in an interview with comicbook.com that she would be willing to do a sequel. She wants to see where these characters are at nowadays. Yeah, hopefully she's gotten nicer in her, in her older age. Maybe they, maybe he's maybe he's like gotten smarter. I thought his character was really stupid, too, Michael Sayers' character. But I think that's part of supposed to be part of the humor or whatever. I don't know. I think I think the real question would be like whether the director would do it because that's the because he's because it's uh what's his face right the the Edgar one Wright. who uh, yeah Edgar Wright who works with with uh, Simon Pegg. I actually started watching some of Space the other day, so that shows great. Yeah, it's on it's on Hulu, which I is haven't he, seen. Is in he a doing long, a show but... now? Like, is he directing like, a TV show? It was his show that he had he like twenty years that, ago. Yeah. It was sort of the thing that made him popular but even before Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, it was the start of it was the, like his first thing, yeah. Start of the Corona. But he's the Corona. He's like the best friend <laughs> of the Shaun of the Dead, right? Yeah. No, no, he's the that, director. No, you don't you don't see guy. Yeah. You know, Nick uh, Nick Frost is the best friend. But it's what was it? It's not it's not Corona. <laughs> I'm thinking about that because of the virus. Car- Coronetta. Coronetta, yeah. So Three the, flavors Coronetta, yeah, the, yeah. whatever they call it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Even though I don't know, his last couple ones have been kinda iffy. But no, I mean, yeah, it depends on what Edgar Wright's doing because he's he's kind of big time now. But yeah, do we need to talk about Doom Guy and Isabel? I think it's <laughs> I funny. didn't really understand what that was all. About. I don't understand it either. 
It's a thing because Doom and Doom and Animal Crossing are coming out on the same day. Oh. Well, so now this is sort of a meme going on. Of, okay, uh, I saw another meme. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, a lot of people keep saying, like, uh, what are you going to buy? Well, I'm just going to buy Animal Crossing because Doom won't be out on Switch yet. So that's my, that's what the answer should be on these on all these Nintendo groups is that you're obviously not buying both if you want to buy it on Nintendo because it's not going to I saw out. a meme where there was uh, whoever, Doom guy, standing at the at the desk at, or, you know, standing at the counter. Yeah. He's, yeah. Saying, I'll he's, take one copy of Animal Crossing. Yeah. And then the next picture is like all the characters from Animal Crossing all saying together, oh, we'll take one copy of Doom. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, according to the eShop, the Doom 64 is still like, is still listed for that day. So I would like to play that game in its new remastered version. It's hopefully a lot less dark. So I'm, yeah, I'm into that. Banjo Kazooie's name was revealed. I mean, it yeah. was it was when they were just thinking about musical instruments, right? I mean, that's that's would be my guess. It actually turns out that Banjo Kazooie were named after Yamauchi's grandson and son because his grandson was named Banjo, and his son was named. Let me look it up again. His name it wasn't Kazooie, but it was Katsuhi. That sounds like Katsuhi. Katsuhi. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Katsuhito, but they shortened it Katsuhi. Yeah, and this was confirmed by. Uh, one of the guys at Platonic. But yeah, yeah, because they were because some of those. We were saying that earlier about the uh, ukulele thing. Like, there's it's some of the same people in the in the development that were in. Uh, say some of the people in Platonic worked on uh, Donkey Kong Country, even. So that's why that's kind of why it feels a lot. Why they went for that because they did work on the on the original Super Nintendo stuff. So, uh, speaking of when I accidentally said coronavirus, um, Switch production has been impacted by by the coronavirus. Yeah, that was one it's of in the China, that was right? Admitted mostly, at the it's mostly in yeah. China, right? And that's where the switch is created. So that's what mm-hmm. uh, I believe that. Yeah, that shit doesn't. Yeah, I, I haven't really, I haven't really researched much of it. I've just heard people talking about it. I don't think it's any. I don't think it's any less than like yeah. than like yeah, the flu. I they had canceled a big Pokemon event in Hong Kong over. Yeah, I don't think it's any more recently. I don't think it's any more mm-hmm. any more scary than like flu outbreaks and stuff. But still, anything that's killing people sucks. We Should got some other news. How about that? Yeah, I saw that. Uh, Shigashi Ito is or Itoi is looking for uh, mother fans. I don't think it's. Yeah. I mean, it's maybe they're looking for something in the style of that. Didn't they? Didn't they just make that work work game that didn't come out here? I, I remember playing a demo on it on on uh, the Japanese eShop, but it had it mm. it, 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 it like the. The sprites looked very much like like Earthbound sprites, but the game in itself was not like Earthbound. Uh, very specifically, saying "Don't ask why," they're probably just sick of people being like "Mother Three, Mother Three. <laughs> yeah, right. But he's looking for manga artists who like the Mother series. So the suggestion maybe being a comic. That maybe they're doing a Mother manga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I know that he's he pretty much said that he felt like what he did. For Earthbound was the best that he would do, so he didn't want to do it again. I remember a quote of that, basically saying like, you know, like that was my best album. I don't want to do, I don't want to do another one, you know. And I understand that. I get that, man. I should respect that. Just let him, let him be. Leave, leave it alone. Uh, now, so this next one, it was just like a survey they put out, right? A survey yeah. that was shared on Reddit by Sony, mm-hmm. asking if. Uh, People were interested in the remote play feature being available on Switch. 
Oh, like like how the like how the PS Vita could play PlayStation Four. Like yeah, and I guess currently you can do that with some smartphones too. Yeah, and it, but it needs to have like a like through internet connection, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Nintendo wants to know if you want to play PS4 remote on Switch. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people would. I mean, I'm sure. I mean, as someone who owns both, it would be a novel concept, but I still just don't think I would use it. Yeah. 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 I just want the PS4 games that I like on Switch. Yep. That's what I want. (laughs) Can you just put Persona 5 and the Yakuza games on there? And then I'm good. This is like the only games I really have on there. So, well, I mean, I guess I have Spider-Man and Resident Evil, but Spider-Man's not going to get on there, that's for sure. Well, speaking of PlayStation, Sony just launched the PS5 website. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I'm not really following the PS5 because I don't, yeah, it's not, I don't care. I mean, I already, my PS4 is already not really used enough, so Mm. it's not really on my radar. Maybe, maybe more when games come out, when more games come out. I know like, uh. I know, like the new Yakuza games out right now in Japan, and that's supposedly really good because it's because they basically made it because the guy who's making it is a huge Dragon Quest fan, so they're basically turning Yakuza into Dragon Quest. Oh right, I, it's like a kind of a parody. No, yeah, they're basically it's well, it's called it's called like Yakuza of the Dragon or something. It's it's a new one. It's like off of the numbers because Kiryu isn't in it, yeah, but it still takes place in the same world. But yeah, it's a, they turned it into a turn-based a turn-based RPG instead of a, instead of like a brawler. So I'm really interested to see how that goes because it's supposedly incredibly funny from what I've seen. Like you, like whenever you want to like change your job, you go to like you go to like the the unemployment office in Japan, like the, the when you want to like become a different class and all that, and and all the jobs that you can do are based on like actual jobs, you know. So like your main character starts off as like a homeless person, and that's his job is being homeless. And he has like specific abilities that he has from being a homeless person, like stuff like that. It's all based around like whatever your character is. It sounds like a shit ton of fun from from what I've heard, and I really want to play that game. It's my so I guess the I don't know if you had seen this, and it's mentioned in this article, but uh, that the chief financial officer uh, Sony Hiro- what's his name Hiroki Totoki had said in an interview that they were waiting to see Xbox. The new Xbox was going to cost more. The PS5. So I guess that's one of the reasons people were like, "Well, why is the site going live?" If they keep saying they're not ready to release any more info, but that's just strange. Like, are they going to alter the price based on what Xbox says? Like, is it going to be one of those Saturn and uh, PlayStation things? Maybe. Yeah, it says uh, waiting to see where the Microsoft lands with the official retail cost. To, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Well, you know that we all remember uh, the PS3 days when they were launching it at 600, and how that. Oh my god! How well that did for them. So uh, you know. Yeah, I figure they don't want to do that again. But then again, I mean, the hardware, I'm sure, is incredibly expensive. So that's that. For a console, that's expensive. For a PC, that's a dirt uh-huh. cheap. So I kind of like foreshadowed this earlier on our show, but there's a there's a report that came out that listed a whole bunch of companies that don't pay taxes which is a very sad thing that we have to deal with in this country that we live in right and it's uh hopefully that'll change eventually get out there and vote for bernie and uh mm-hmm. you know it's okay activision is in there you better believe all their employees have to pay taxes what's well yeah of course they do but um not the company in itself but what i think is interesting is um number one it says effective rates or of zero percent or less 
which means that a lot of them got refunds. <laughs> so, yeah. But, um, so Activision is on there, whatever. But I thought it was more interesting, like, NVIDIA's in, in there. NVIDIA is the, is the people who make the Switch. So, there you go. They make a lot of graphics yeah. stuff, not just for the Switch. Yeah, I know. But, I mean, it's the, the Switch's technology is based on NVIDIA, NVIDIA stuff. Mm-hmm. Also, like, FedEx is on there. Uh, Delta Airlines, Alaska Air, we flew with them. Uh, Netflix, as I said before, General Motors. Amazon, of course, because, yeah. Well, Amazon is a whole other thing. How they pay no taxes and pay their workers shit and all that. Yeah, it's a a weird world that we live in. I mean, honestly, if you dig too much into, like, what's behind the switch, I'm sure we're not. It's just not completely ethically sourced, yeah. labor-wise and material-wise. It's like I I hate corporations, but I like Nintendo. I think I think Henry Gilbert. I mean, like they out, they use they go through Foxconn too for yeah. Put element. a put out a thing like that. Well, I'm sure like you know, I'm sure like Disney isn't any better. Or whatever you know, that's yeah. Most corporations are pretty. They just make way too much money. But yeah, no, I think uh, I think that's our episode for the week. Yeah, on that note. Oh, yeah. I was like, speaking of not making any money, um, we have a Patreon where you can <laughs> uh, where you can give us a dollar and listen to our bonus episodes. We just did an episode about Tetris, our our love for Tetris and the history of it. And it has some pretty banging songs on there as well. I made sure and put some some songs that you may have not heard from the – or different versions of songs from – kind of more of the obscure Tetris stuff on there. And I was pretty proud of the stuff that I found to put on there. So check that out. I've de- for, after editing that podcast, I've decided that I want to, at MGC, I want to try to find those other Tetrises. I want to find like, you know, like t- like Tetris and Dr. Mario for Super Nintendo and like Tetris 2 and Tetris Deluxe and Tetris Ultimate and stuff like that. You know, if I could find it for a decent price, which probably can at MGC. If it's not like, you know, Unless little you know, that, or something. Uh, where that early access pays off. Yeah. But yeah, if you give if you give us a dollar, you get to you get to hear our episodes uh somewhat early and uh they're at a higher bit rate, of course, and you can listen to both this episode and this show and Drunk Monday, which we will have a new episode up in a couple days for the Oscars, so listen to that. You can also find us at NintendoMadePodcast.com. If you're watching this on Twitch right now, thanks for watching it. Uh, you can catch that at twitch.tv slash Podcast. Uh, you can also find us on youtube.com slash Podcast. Uh, also, our Patreon is patreon.com slash Podcast. And, uh, yeah, just Google, Google Nintendo Main. You'll find us. We're all over the place. And uh, the contest is in still, still in effect. It's in effect for the whole year. If you complete a game, send us a picture of you taking a selfie of yourself in front of the credits something like that and uh, we'll give you points for the game we're basically doing like one point for this year an additional point for last for last for any previous year released uh extra points for the time the game took to beat etc etc so i think what so the dragon quest that i beat i get two points for coming out last year and beaten and an extra point for over 50 right that's how we're doing it or no or is it over 30 and over 50? I don't remember what I said. For hours? Yeah. Because I, I put 80 hours into it. No, I, no, I think I said anything over 30 gets an extra gets an extra point. So, 
So yeah. So, so far, I've got Luigi's Mansion and uh, Donut County. Yeah, I have a, uh, I have Mortal Kombat 1980, 1980X and uh, and and uh, Dragon Quest Eleven now. So, and I've been keeping a tally of them. So you know, let us know. We will decide what our present is, of course, or whatever the prize is towards the end towards the end of the year. So check that out. And of course, you can tweet at me at a uh, Nintendo underscore domain or tweet at Jeremy at J Max Stack, and uh, we've been your host. I'm Trey Johnson. I'm Jeremy Mikowski. John Litter. And uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. See you. Make sure you say throbbing a lot. That's that's a lot of those, right? You got to be very descriptive of these sexual parts. His member is throbbing. The book was like so descriptive, but disgustingly so. Like one of the lines that that I can't can't get out of my head, unfortunately, is, is, oh, he was so turned on that she could see the pre-cum coming out of his penis. Nice. Like, oh my gosh. Like, why did you write that?